0: This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash cultpopsha.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cult Popsha podcast. Uh, My name is AJ, and I'm joined, as usual, by Richard. Hello. And uh, this is, of course, Film Franchise Fortnights, but we're doing something a little different. A little bit silly. A little bit unnecessary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit Uh, misguided.
1: To celebrate what I've just realised, or just been reminded of as soon as I've started talking about, is our third birthday, the podcast's Mm. third anniversary We thought it would be pretty cool to go back and redo a franchise from our first year of the show, Um, and we put it to our patrons. We said, hey, which one would you like us to redo? Uh, And they picked what I've come to realize was the... Not the worst franchise, but certainly the most confusing one to try and figure out how to redo. Uh, So, welcome everybody to what is the first and maybe the last film franchise Fortnite's Redux.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we hadn't discussed a theme song beforehand. Um. I I sent you it in the email, (laughs) and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually we just did it perfectly. That was exactly what we planned.
1: Exactly. Uh so of course, if you haven't read the title of the episode, if you just see that Cold Popsha has uploaded a podcast and you close your eyes and click play on the episode before you read what it is, the winner of uh this the the poll and the franchise where are we are redoing for you today is the Spider-Man franchise. Uh so the reason this was such a difficult one to kind of try and figure out is because Richard, what was the point? Of doing of redoing a franchise, you know, like regardless of what we uh, it ended was
0: up like with. you know we we weren't great when we first started, but now we are, and <laughs> um yeah, we, we we thought there's some franchises there that maybe we covered too early. Um, like you know, Back to the Future, we we were so worried about a our, our time limit, and so we split it up over three episodes, even though it's shorter than a lot of our episodes are nowadays. Um, yeah. or something like we, when we listened back to Medea, when we did that for um film franchise follow-ups because they released Boo 2 or Medea Halloween, mm-hmm. we realized we didn't even talk about the first one really yeah. because yeah. we talked about it in such a chaotic way that yeah, a lot of the films didn't even get coverage so we wanted to revisit one of those earlier franchises and really give it the love mm. uh, or the hate that it deserves
1: yeah we're a lot more refined now and we we thought maybe some of those early franchises deserved uh, a second go around um and what like the the problem with doing spider-man is that because three movies have come out since we discussed it uh it's it's this kind of isn't really a redo it's more of an update. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's not it's even a different
0: beast. It's not just three new movies, it's three new canons of Exactly. Come out.
1: Exactly. Three new continuities exist now and they they they're existing concurrently with each other, which I can't think of another franchise where that's happened. <laughs> uh, there yeah. are four canons if you count the PS4 video game uh yeah. Spider-Man
0: game. And there's like a TV series. Is there? yeah
1: oh there you go but at least like mainstream continuities i can't think of another intellectual property where there are more than two at the most going at the same time yeah (laughs) uh yeah so this is spider-man i guess so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the films, we're going to talk about them, probably, we're going to probably split them up into their continuities and talk about those continuities as a whole and you may be like, oh, but there's eight movies and it's like, yeah, but there's there's two continuities for the first lot, and then the last three have their own continuity. So it basically <laughs> is their own um, discussion per film. Uh, and so, yeah, the films uh, we're going to be talking about are Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Rise of Electro, Spider-Man Homecoming, Venom, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, Richard, without further ado, let's get <laughs> right into it, bro. So,
0: Sorry. Straight me in.
1: The first movie we talk, we're going to be talking about is Spider-Man, which was released in 2002. It was directed by Sam Raimi. Richard, do you remember what Spider-Man 2002 has on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Ooh, uh, 92.
1: 90. Very close. Nice. Uh, And what is this film about? Give us a brief, the briefest uh, rundown you can. Okay, so
0: Spider-Man, you know how Spider-Man became Spider-Man. Peter Parker's just your average uh, (laughs) 30-year-old high school student who uh, is, you know, wants to get the girl but can't because he's such a nerd. And then he gets bitten by radio radioactive spider, which gives him spider powers, So he can shoot webs out of his um, wrists Mm -hmm. and he can climb up walls. And he then fights the Green Goblin, who is his best friend Harry's dad, Norman Osborn. Yes, correct.
1: Uh, this is our fir- our third, but technically first, but it is now our third fourth if you count it twice uh franchise to feature oscar winner or future oscar winner octavia spencer in a very small and somewhat <laughs> undignified role after legally blonde and bad santa yeah and uh, legally blonde she has one line as like a a security guard and in bad santa she's a sex worker who specializes in anal and in spider-man she is the like person you go to register with when you go do the wrestling that peter does when he first
0: becomes yeah. spider-man. Oh, it's also our um second, technically first, um <laughs> film franchise in which um a character like plays an evil and good version of themselves that's like, you know, in like a schizophrenic kind of way and talks to themselves being like, let's do this. No, we can't um in a 2002 film. Um, because of course in Lord of the Rings, the two towers, mm. there's that famous scene with, um, Gollum Smeak and Smeagol. Smeagol.
1: Awesome. So Spider-Man two came out in 2004. That was also directed by Sam Raimi. What do you think that has on Roddy, Roddy to mates? Uh,
0: that, that would be like 92,
1: 93, 93. Yep. And what is Spider-Man two about?
0: So Spider-Man 2 is uh, all about Peter Parker trying to balance his Peter life with his Spider-Man life and uh, meanwhile the villainous Doc Ock is there and, and sort of coming in the background he was once a kind of mentor to Peter uh, but now he's got four tentacles made out of metal and eventually Peter kind of retires Spider-Man but then realises that like he's, big, he's more important so uh, yeah, it's very beautiful. These
1: movies are so easy to describe. That's the great thing about early superhero movies. It's like, yeah. what what are they about? It's about this hero and this villain and this small personal conflict. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, the the trilogy of the of the Raimi Spider Man continuity was rounded off by Spider Man Three in two thousand seven, uh, also directed by Sam Raimi. What do you think that has on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's just above fresh, so it's like sixty, high low sixties. 63, correct. Yeah.
1: Uh, what is Spider-Man 3 about?
0: Uh, so now uh, Peter Parker's, he's super ego kind of thing. Um, so he's really up himself about both uh, things going well in his Spider-Man life and in his Peter Parker life. And so he's kind of too hot to trot. And then uh, his relationship ends- with MJ ends up deteriorating. And then... Uh, We've got three villains this time. So Harry uh, Osborne, who I mentioned before, is now kind of carrying on, finishing what his father started and becomes the new goblin. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's also Sandman, who is revealed to be the person that actually killed Uncle Ben, but it was by accident. And then also Venom comes onto the scene, uh, who originally gives Peter a black suit, which kind of emphasizes all of his negative traits, like his his ego and and all this and then eventually he realizes what it's doing to him and it, then the symbiote it's called uh, which is the venom thing uh then drips on to eddie brock who is peter's work rival uh who now is souped up and wants to kill spider-man slash peter parker
1: slash mary jane
0: so, yeah, he get revenge
1: on him because he kind of yeah. wrecked his career sweet uh so then uh we took a sharp left turn and did a reboot in 2012 with the amazing spider-man directed by mark webb what do you think that has on Ron tomatoes i think 75 72 uh and what is the amazing spider-man
0: about Uh, So it's the same kind of origin story, uh, except now he's like a cool skateboarder that no one wants to hang out with. Um, And this time his teacher, Dr. Kirk Connors. No, it's not his teacher, actually. He used to work with his father. Um, Dr. Kirk Connors becomes the lizard um, in an attempt to grow back an arm. And then they fight, and Gwen Stacy is the love interest in this one. And, uh, yeah, it, it it sort of teases a lot more of Peter's parents, which was kind of the, the hook of the reboot.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that reboot was swiftly decapitated after the next film, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, sometimes called The Amazing Spider-Man 2 Rise of Electro mm-hmm. in 2014. Also directed by Mark Webb. What do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, it's like 50. 52. A lot of twos and threes in yeah. these ratings.
0: Yeah, 52 on Rotten Tomatoes. And what's this one about? Uh, so this one you've got Peter Parker's now again Spider-Man's doing quite well whatnot um, but now you've got Max Dillon played by Jamie Fox. I haven't mentioned who, anyone else's real name or like <laughs> <laughs> who they're played by um, who turns into Electro so Spider-Man has to fight him but then there's also a um, Harry Osborn's in it again and he eventually becomes he's got this sickness and needs Spider-Man's blood for a cure and um, he turns into a kind of version of the Green Goblin and also the movie is bookended by fights with the Rhino and it's teased that they would become the Sinister Six at some point
1: that you could sum up this movie by the phrase and also there is yeah yeah you know there is so much in that movie uh so yeah that didn't do too well um critically so they um we'll get more into this later but the the rights for Spider-Man was were were like kind of not offered back to to Marvel Studios but they they struck a deal that allowed for Spider-Man Homecoming the third reboot in 10 years um <laughs> about crazy. well no i guess not third reboot but third continuity in, in 10 years uh spider man homecoming in 2017 directed by john watts uh what do you think this has on rotten tomatoes uh, this is like 97
0: or something it's, quite it's
1: 92 oh right oh yeah it's the same as um uh, just below Spider-Man 2. And what Spider-Man Homecoming about? Well, this is the... First of all, <laughs> we already did this one. We, we did this one a month ago on the MCU episode. And... We re-watched it for you guys. And this is the, the fastest we've ever re-watched a film. Mm. For Well, the the only time, actually, I think we've re-watched a film because Spider-Man as a franchise is the franchise that will break the tenuous format of this podcast. <laughs> Homecoming uh, is evidence of that.
0: So Homecoming is um, we meet a Spider-Man complete with pre-murdered Uncle Ben and pre-bidden... Mm-hmm. Um, spider hand Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so this is following on from the events of civil war in the mcu we were introduced to this character uh but now he's kind of the whole sort of arc of it is am i worthy of being spider-man and he has iron man there uh to sort of mentor him but uh he's taking on the villainous vulture who uh is using weapons from the uh, Chitauri invasion of uh, New York uh, to wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. He's sort of an arms dealer and yeah. he wants to steal all of the Avengers stuff.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Very, very good. And then in 2018, we had Venom directed by Ruben Fleischer. Fleischer, what do you think this has on Ron Tomatoes? Uh, it was like 30, wasn't it? 29. Yeah. Dipped. Dipped below 30. It's dipped since I last looked. <laughs> Uh, what is Venom about?
0: Oh, so Eddie, can you B- tell me? Eddie Brock is a reporter, <laughs> and he Black. is uh, investigating the Life Foundation, who is like who's testing symbiotes, who's you know doing experiments on symbiotes, and then through his uh, journalism, he ends up getting infected with a parasite. He keeps calling it uh, the symbiote, which we know is Venom, and then they sort of learn to work together to take on um the I've forgotten the character's name. Rizamid's character right? Ra- yeah, Riz character, Riot. I can't remember his what yeah, his actual it. character's name. <laughs> but yeah, Riot, who is another is is a slightly greyer version yeah. of it. And uh, Yeah, he uh they fight and yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, great. So then, uh, later that year, twenty eighteen, we got Spider Man into the Spider Verse. This was directed by Bob Persichetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman. What has this got on Ron Tomatoes? Uh, it's like ninety eight, isn't it? Ninety seven. So, whoa. so like, what? What a yo yoing franchise this yeah, is. Let's recap.
0: But also, the, the, the with some, sorry with Spider Verse as well as the aside from the directors as well, the kind of most important creative voices behind it are Lord and Miller as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we got ninety percent, ninety three percent, sixty three percent, seventy two percent, fifty two percent, ninety two percent, twenty nine percent, ninety seven percent. So the lowest and highest right next to each other. What is into the Spider Verse about?
0: So uh, we we it's it's takes place kind of in the Ultimate Universe. If you're familiar with the comics, it's like more of the like Ultimate Spider Man sort of stuff, where there's slightly alternate version of the Six One Six reality, which is what we technically live in. But they um, we meet Miles Morales, who's just, uh, he's a um, half Hispanic, half black, half African-American. I was correcting myself. He's not three halves. <laughs> um, and he, uh, you know, young kid who lives in Queens. And he, he looks up to Spider-Man. He then sees Spider-Man get murdered. Um, and he's bitten by a radioactive spider himself. And he gets the Spider-Man powers. But at that same time, uh, Wilson Fisk. Is um, testing a like dimensional portal kind of thing to get his family back, and ends up spitting a few different versions of Spider-Man into his reality. So we have uh, the kind of Earth Six One Six Peter Parker, who is like an older, uh, passes definitely passes heyday Peter Parker. You get Spider-Man Noir, uh, you get Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider Gwen, and you get Penny Parker, and you also get Spider Ham. And then they all have to team up and learn to work together. And Miles also has to learn to become Spider-Man. And then they put the thing in the thing and everything's hunky-dory.
1: And it's animated. I don't think we The It's animated,
0: that. yeah. yeah. It's beautifully animated. Yeah. So which film is your favorite? How would you rank them? Ooh, okay. Um, ranking all of them. Okay, so Into the Spider-Verse uh, goes number one. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably go, Raimi one, mm-hmm. and then Ramy two, mm-hmm. then Homecoming, then Ramy three, and then Amazing Spider Man two, and then Amazing Spider Man one, Venom.
1: Wow. So um, well, I listen actually back- no, I'm
0: gonna go Venom, Amazing Spider Man one.
1: I really okay. Yeah. I listened back to um. Some of our original Spider-Man episode, yeah, and, and I didn't w- listen back
0: to any of it as well. We,
1: we as well, and and I should, I want to say as well that this isn't, we're not going to be repeating everything we said in that episode. So there'll be maybe bits of trivia or behind the scenes stuff that I haven't. Just go listen to the old one if you want a comprehensive cult pop sure does Spider-Man episode, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, but our ranking was mostly the same, um, and that I believe was Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man. Amazing Spider Man two, The Amazing Spider Man, Spider Man Three. You've changed up a bit. Uh mine is a little bit different. So my favorite is still Spider Man two, and this is followed very closely by Into the spider verse Um then I'd go OG Spider Man from two thousand two, then Homecoming, then The Amazing Spider Man and The Amazing Spider Man Two are kind of even for me, then Venom, then Spider Man three.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I um i spider-man one and two the raimi ones are pretty interchangeable for me Mm
1: -hmm. yeah because the raimi trilogy man it's just so good it is so like the it's the closest we've until into the spider verse it's the closest we've come to an actual comic book being adequately shown or even adequately i should say because it's above it adequate Mm -hmm. um shown on screen it's so bright and bubbly and funny and dramatic um and yeah i think the the reason why i think they're held in such high regard especially comparing them to modern superhero movies is they seem to embrace campiness in a very accessible way that um other superhero movies have failed to do such as like batman and robin and other yeah. superhero movies haven't even tried to do such as some movies in this very series <laughs> yeah the dark knight
0: didn't try and embrace the campiness no how much this sucks yeah exactly um yeah there's something as well like um I think these movies really nailed like the awe of a man becoming Spider-Man.
1: Hell yeah. Like not
0: only just like of what it must be like from their perspective, but also seeing someone like that swing through the streets. It's like, hell yeah. You know, Mm
1: yeah so that original spider-man film uh, a lot of, you'll probably know a lot about you'll probably know more about this than me richard and i'm <laughs> sure people listening to this podcast probably have some peripheral knowledge but that original film was in production hell for nearly 25 years a lot of creators moved in and out of the writer and director chair including james cameron roland emmerich ang lee chris columbus jan de bont um, M. Night Shyamalan, Tony Scott, and David Fincher—all they were all, you know, at some point considered before Sam Raimi was brought on. Uh, David Fincher's version—he wanted to make a movie about the night Gwen Stacy died instead of mm. an origin story. Uh, and James Cameron apparently wanted to make the worst movie ever.
0: Those, are, yeah, <laughs> yeah I those think are we talked about that in our original one, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, it was going to star Leonardo DiCaprio. Um and he was going to tie MJ Spread Eagle on top of the Brooklyn Bridge and have sex with her.
1: Yeah, among other strange things. To, yeah, I, like, think I think those were the
0: two. Those are the only two things in the movie, weren't
1: they? <laughs> no, the Doc, I've, I've heard somewhere that like Doc Ock was going to be the main villain, but Doc Ock was going to insist that he was called Spider-Man and stuff That's like right, that. Yeah, it's yeah. like weird stuff like that. Um. Yeah, so do it – The other big piece of of behind-the-scenes stuff that everyone who's ever done a podcast on the Spider-Man movies wants to talk about is 9-11. I don't know. We've talked about
0: it. Yeah, we haven't talked about 9-11 in a while. We used to talk about it all the time.
1: So, yeah, so the original Spider-Man movie, a lot of its marketing involved the Twin Towers. There was a poster and a trailer that incorporated the Twin Towers, and they were swiftly changed. And it was also
0: originally slated for 2001 release, wasn't it? Was it? The movie, I'm pretty sure it was.
1: Uh, and also um the movie is kind of we'll we'll move past this cuz i feel like people talk about it all the time the movie yeah. is kind of like a light in the darkness in a post 9/11 world like
0: yeah we talked i remember talking about this because it's very it's very um pro new york in a yeah. time when people were kind of afraid to be pro new york
1: yeah exactly um i think so the first film in the series i think is pretty flawless there are a few things i don't think Uh, We're great i think green Goblin's suit is pretty dumb he looks like a power ranger with how he looks in the
0: comics it's like yeah yeah he does look like a power rangers character though
1: uh not that that's a particularly hot take a lot of people sort of criticize the film for that um and the other thing i noticed when watching this was a lot of the characters who have or should have known each other for years kind of interact like they've just met like (laughs) when when peter (laughs) talks to mj when he takes the photo of her at the the lab when the spider's when she's posing next to the spider, he talks to her like she's just the girl in in his class who he has a crush on and not like his next door neighbor since he was a little kid.
0: Mm. Um, But it is also kind of like implied that the events of the film make them closer and they hadn't really talked that much because he does like, does she even know I exist?
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. I noticed similar things with Harry and MJ as well, as well as uh, Norman, Osborn, and Peter. Like, they meet in the movie, and Harry's been Peter's friend his whole life, and he's never met his dad.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that is kind of a reoccurring thing in canon a little bit, though, that, like, Harry, and and across all sort of versions of Spider-Man, if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me, fans, but I, I think it is, like yeah there's a lot of harry and peter growing up together because they neither of them really had like parents because right. he you know peter's obviously died and then um Nor, i think i think harry's mum's dead and um norman's always working
1: mm. right okay well other than that i think the movie's pretty pretty awesome pretty top-notch pretty a pretty like repeatable formula for us for a great superhero movie oh yeah well. like this a this wrote the story. book
0: on on origin stories yeah, and yeah. it's like yeah it's one of those things like even though we've seen origin stories over and over and over again it's still so great to go back and watch the first one that did it right yeah like yeah you you there's so many things like that that you're sick of them now like even watching um like watching arrested development and seeing michael sarah's shtick for the first time when it was yeah. like with the thing that invented it
1: yeah 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 exactly yeah this is a thing that invented it kind of movie mm. um moving on to the the second film if you don't mind richard I don't um mind. i i i we talked about this last week on the what's the best sequel. we crowned it the best sequel sort of
0: what tied yeah
1: yeah yeah um <laughs> I, it's such a fantastic sequel and it's such an excellent film in its own right as well um I love so many of the scenes in this. I mean, I, in the whole, the first two movies, the, the upside down kiss from the first one is fucking iconic, man. Like that's a, yeah. that's an iconic piece of film. And as well as that, the um the train scene when he stops the moving train in, in Spider-Man 2 yeah. is like- Which is
0: way later. It's always way later in the film than I think it's going to be. Yeah, I always think of that as like the midpoint of the film, but it's like over 90 minutes into the film.
1: Right. Um, I I got to say though my favorite scene in Spider Man Two and feel free to to tell me what yours is after this. Oh,
0: Jesus, uh, I have to think of one.
1: My favorite is Aunt May's. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Monologue <laughs> gives gives me chills every time. It's it's such an amazing little monologue. It's such an amazing performance by uh, Rosemary Harris. I believe her, her name is. Mm. Like I was watching. I watched Spider Man Two with um, friend of the show Josh Monson. And he sort of came around. And he's like, oh, I haven't seen it in ages. And I, everyone always talks about how it's like so instrumental and good, but I've never seen it as an adult, basically. And that scene came up and I was like, oh, this scene's so good. And she does the little monologue. And then I was like oh this is so good and josh is like oh my god like that was amazing um I, yeah. it's such a it's such a wonderful i i reckon it because it, i feel like i believe there's a hero in all of us was was somewhat this movie's with great power comes great responsibility
0: yeah and and that's the thing as well is that like the fact that amazing spider-man uh, sorry the spider-man still came out at a time when you can say with great power comes great responsibility and have it repeated and be the motif of these three movies. Um, and it's not be cheesy. Like, you know, if a Marvel movie tried to do that now, you would have to have someone immediately undercut it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're Very afraid to get too serious. And um, they, they do, they, they, you know, they work around that a little bit. in in the later films, because they, they all kind of try to have their, yeah, with we'll, great power. We'll get comes, to that, yeah, don't you worry. But we'll get to them, <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, so they're allowed to have these like slightly cheesy sincere moments and because they they're treating them with respect, they work really well.
1: Well, because the Raimi movies are cheesy and that's how they get
0: yeah. away with it. Yeah, um, and like Raimi is like the perfect director to make these as well. It's like so his kinetic fun kind of energy. Yeah. Is yeah, it's great. And and yeah. the, it's that like um similar to Lord of the Rings, it's it's that um director coming from B-movie Mm. sort of uh, uh, roots and then making a big blockbuster there's there's all these like fun weird b-movie quirks in them
1: yeah no totally totally um yeah man it's so good uh so this is a piece of trivia we brought up I don't know why. Maybe we need to talk about this. Um, while filming Seabiscuit in late 2002, Tobey Maguire suffered injuries to his back and Sony was faced with the possibility of recasting their lead for Spider-Man 2. Negotiations arose to replace Maguire with Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, though Maguire eventually recovered and was able to reprise his role with a salary of $17 million. Um, Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> I guess this is more significant now that Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be in an upcoming Spider-Man movie.
0: Yeah, it's also... Um... Yeah, that is that is you're right. Mm. <laughs> how
1: significant they said, how significant, and then they moved on to the next door talking point, <laughs> just, <laughs> just dropping um, things that yeah, are significant. No, it
0: is. Um, it's also yeah. I was going to say it's interesting that um, that would have decrowned it as being mm. the best sequel because it would have yeah. had a re- le- yeah. lead well, recast. Well,
1: speaking of it, of our podcast from last week, what's the best sequel? Um, the best thing, I think, we we did discuss this last week, and you sort of worded it in a, in a really nice way that I hadn't thought
0: of before. Um, yeah, I'm I'm good at um, insightful pop culture commentary like that.
1: I agree. Um, yeah. So as we discussed last week, the excellent character arc of Peter figuring out how to balance his two lives is such a good fucking choice for a sequel, man. It's so organic. It's such a natural place to take the story. Um, and you last week you said uh it's a you sort of i've I've sort of paraphrased what you said what i've written here is it's a wonderful build upon the great power great responsibility theme and working out how to handle those two things while still living a fulfilling life because you sort of said like how does he how does he be spider-man but also have time for himself i think is what you said yeah and that is such a great way and relatable and like deeply human place to take the sequel and i think that's why it works so well
0: yeah. Yeah, it's it's the um I am Spider-Man. Am I Spider-Man? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, oh, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Good stuff, Raimi.
1: This yeah. So, but however, this excellent character arc, Richard, it wasn't always going to be what the movie was going to be about. So early drafts (laughs) of Spider-Man 2 featured more villains, including Lizard and Black Cat. And one draft had a young Doc Ock also fall in love with MJ. So like they they de-aged him for this continuity. Um, Another draft uh, revealed that Doc Ock was the creator of the spider which bit Peter. Uh, Oh yeah. All these sound much worse than... Yeah, <laughs> well, and the, the, the,
0: the ideas that and Spider Man Three has some ideas that like, if they'd been cut, you'd have been like, "Oh fuck!"
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, because like they they kind of accidentally fell into the genius of only doing one villain for the second film as well, mm. you know, instead of because they tried to put more in, but then just ended up with one, and it's like, you know, one of the big criticisms of Spider Man Three is that there's too many villains. Um, yeah because spider-man 3 is indeed the black sheep of the family i'm not sure if the pun is intended you can um intend the you can infer the pun if you'd like um so that's a pun because he has a black suit uh the, just in case that wasn't clear no sorry now, um
0: jess just put on a real loud video in the other room and i thought that like someone had walked into our house and so i was like what the so i didn't actually hear what you said I said Spider-Man 3 is the black sheep of the family. Ah, uh, That is a good th- pun because he has a black suit.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Raimi himself has stated he wasn't happy with how it turned out. This is quite a difficult movie to judge because in terms of how it stacks up against the previous two, it's there's a noticeable dip in quality. But also it's like place in the annals of meme culture. Is so significant that a lot of people like have a soft spot for it now. I have a soft spot
0: for it. I've always had a soft spot for it.
1: I've got friends who have collected, and they'll love that I'm giving them a shout out. They collect Spider Man three DVDs, so they've got like twenty five <laughs> Spider Man three DVDs just on their on their shelf in their lounge. That's great, uh, and it's like a tradition now to go to secondhand DVD stores and like see if they have a copy of
0: Spider Man three and buy it. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I've I've always had a soft spot for Spider Man three. But I um because this is this is I remember real distinctly this being like a movie that I was excited for, yeah. um because I remember you going on like Apple trailers and like downloading the trailer for Spider Man Three and the Simpsons movie, mm-hmm. um and like watching those over and over again and like and like looking up shit about it and like that, that's the first time I remember having that kind of like pre-release excitement and 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 eager for eagerness for research um mm. but. And then I think watching it, I was like, "Yeah, this definitely isn't as good." And but I still had a soft spot for it. And I've always I, I describe it as being like Spider Man Three is the good kind of bad movie. It's the bad movie yeah. that you can still enjoy. Whereas like something like The Amazing Spider Man, I would say, is the bad kind of bad movie. Or like and The Amazing Spider Man Two has elements of both as well. Like uh, the good kind of bad and the bad kind of bad.
1: I agree with you. However, this podcast, doing this podcast for exactly three years mm. has made me really like cherish when I get to see a real good movie. Yeah. And it's made me really angry when I have to watch a real bad movie. And even though I agree that this is more maybe fun than the Amazing Spider-Man series, uh, I loathe Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I, I love Spider-Man 3. Dude, I like- hate it. I hate I, it because I love it. <laughs> I hate it because of of the the streak it breaks.
0: Right, yeah. Like we could have we could have had the perfect trilogy.
1: We could have had a perfect trilogy, um, and I hate that it, that it broke that. Even even if like I've people have defended this movie to me before. They've said, "Oh, all the cheesy stuff is supposed to be intentional." Cool. I think those were bad choices, though.
0: What? Well, yeah, no. I mean, like the emo Peter Parker dancing stuff is like it's supposed to be cringy yeah i get and i get your side of the argument i get the other side of the argument but yeah like i i don't know there's something about spider-man 3 that's like i don't know and partly because i'm nostalgic for it as well but um talking about like we almost had the perfect trilogy in a sense the third one being shit is like a perfect trilogy in a way, like like it's, it's a like traditional we,
1: trilogy. Yeah, yeah it's like it's tri- like when
0: you talk about trilogies, it's like oh, the first one's amazing, second one was rogue, and the third one shit. Like yeah, that's like when you it's look at trilogy in the dictionary, it says that.
1: Yes, but I just would have rather we got an amazing third film, and yeah. l- like I and so think we got
0: an amazing fourth film.
1: <laughs> I think MJ is horrible in this movie.
0: Yeah, like she's it, so like, how she's how her and um, James Franco have both developed a lazy eye only in this movie. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's not what I meant by I wasn't
1: judging her appearance as being horrible. I'm more Well, meant, I like, also
0: mentioned a man's appearance, so it's not
1: sexist. <laughs> I'm not saying it's sexist. I'm saying that it's not what I meant. I'm more mad that like her decision-making, the way she's written is just makes her out to be a shitty character. Um, Yeah, and as you said, emo Peter Parker, like, Tobey Maguire is such a squishy-looking dude (laughs) that it's just doing it, like, even in Spider-Man 2, when he's, like, pulling the train and he's got, like, his, like, face smushes into itself, it's, like, it works because, Peter, like, this is a very realistic uh, portrayal of a genuine geek becoming someone like Spider-Man, but it's just so out of touch in spider-man 3 it's 2007 it's it's right on the heat death of emo dim like and uh it is well, it was still
0: emo for a couple of years after that
1: well we live in new zealand well so. you're not cool right? <laughs>
0: uh
1: i almost think spider-man 3 is as bad as the first two are good like it's it's that it's like a kick in the nuts this movie
0: that's that's what really i yeah i do not feel that passionately about it um I mean, I, it's objectively bad, and there's stuff I, I like laughing at when I watch it. But there's, there's still there are still some great stuff in it. Like the creation of Sandman is fantastic. Mm. Um, that's such a great scene. Um, and did, did
1: you like the creation of Sandman being the real killer of Uncle Ben?
0: uh well again that's like a if that was cut from the movie you bet like it's such a like oh do you know they were originally gonna make like you know it's, yeah it's, uh, oh, yeah, that.
1: yeah retcon so that sandman killed uncle ben i'm glad they didn't put that in the movie just kidding they
0: did <laughs> uh yeah but i mean whatever it's like it, it gives a good like arc for peter and you know, mm. um, but and also and also the one of the main things that's complained about this movie is the casting of Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. I love it. I love, I love, I have, I love I Topher known. Grace as Eddie Brock. I, I think it's a great, like, um, you know, Jesus. Sorry, I've been drinking a um diet coke with ginger and lime, and it's it's starting to hit me. Um,
1: does that mean you want me to keep that burp in the final? Export? Yeah, you have to
0: now. <laughs> yeah, um, and this conversation about it fantastic <laughs> uh so yeah um either they, they, they like they could have just gone full full blast with it and just cast jack gyllenhaal as it like have these like two identical people because it's supposed to be the mirror image of hmm. of him but yeah I, I think i think it's great and because everyone's like no eddie brock's supposed to be this hulking mess and it's like they do something different with the character. It's fine, and now and now they always they like every time they do something different with the character, they're like, "Oh well, wow, like what a great twist!" <laughs>
1: Spider-Man invented a lot of uh, stuff like of like subversions and tropes of, of yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Well, so speaking of of Peter's arc, and what you sort of mentioned that before. Um, this is what Sam Raimi wanted to do with peter in the third film he said that spider-man 3 was to be peter learning that he is not a sinless vigilante and that there can also and that there can also can be humanity in those he considers uh criminals that's definitely in there i don't i don't love that as a continuation from his arc from the first yeah two, I it think feels I was- like
0: that should be earlier on because when when he has Uh, when Uncle Ben's who he thinks is Uncle Ben's killer um, lets him fall to his death that's kind of the we don't actually see it like see him come to this realisation but it seems like that's the kind of uh, inception of his don't Spider-Man doesn't kill kind Mm -hmm. of rule
1: yeah, And I've heard a lot of talk um, before, I think we talked about this in the last episode, about Raimi being forced to use Venom as a villain um, and sort of stuff like that. And that's one of the reasons this movie didn't do as well critically. But it doesn't really sound like he, he had anything good to work with outside of, you know, like when researching what Spider-Man 3 was nearly about... I've never been like, oh, I wish that's what it was about. Like, I've never been like, oh, wow, that that's a cool thing. They should have done that instead.
0: Well, if it was just um, Harry and Sandman, like, that, I think that's quite cool because I love the idea that. We've had three movies be an origin story for Harry becoming a villain, mm. and then you also just have like yeah, just chuck Sandman in there as well. Um, Sandman
1: doesn't. Sandman is has got such a small role if you look at this film on a macro level, though. Yeah, he
0: disappears for like forty minutes at one point.
1: Yeah, he's he barely has an arc. It's real strange. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. Agree to somewhat disagree, but also kind of agree, but then also. To say we agree feels disingenuous, so disagree, I guess. Uh, yep, that's I've got, a good I've,
0: summary of how we feel.
1: I've got some questions about the Raimi trilogy as a whole. Do you um, want me to
0: answer? Yep. All right, lay them on me, bud.
1: How the hell does Peter Parker make the suit? This is like a $1,000 <laughs> textile project. Uh, he's just
0: real good at um textiles.
1: <clears throat> Like the, the best thing that Homecoming does is is answer that question for me because we get two continuities in a row where like this guy who's real good at science is oh, on the down low. He's like amazing at textiles. Yeah. <laughs> he, he can make a real good suit. Hmm. Um, the other question I have regarding his suit is what's the deal with his feet? Does his, does his little spider hairs on his fingers, are they on his toes and they like peek through the rubber soles of his shoes? Because he can climb with his feet as well, and, and I know this is a different continuity, but in uh, in into the Spider Verse, you actually see Miles just sit on a on a wall, yeah. meaning that he's connected to the wall through his feet, yeah, or his butt.
0: Well, you see, them, you see them walk just with their feet a few times. Hmm. Um, yeah, there, there is a canon explanation for it in the comics, but I can't remember what it is. It, it is something just like. Because the hairs are original to Raimi, like mm. the little, the, that weird creepy shot of the hairs coming out. It's more like...
1: I can feel it. There's oh, a shot in it. the first film where he looks at his finger and you can see little, like, tiny little hairs poking out of his finger. And all I can think of whenever I see that that shot is just, like, what it would feel to, like rub your finger against something coarse and it had to be like
0: yeah so um, the wall crawl here's the official explanation his wall crawling ability is him increasing the molecular attraction between his body and the surface he's touching so it works through thin layers of material but not something as thick as shoes that his costume uh, has padding on the feet similar to ballerina slippers but not actual shoes
1: interesting well miles morales is full on nikes yeah yeah (laughs) um all right okay Here's the big one, and I know we talked about this on the last episode, but in, in the, as in the one from three years ago, but in that three years, I've become way more passionate about this subject. Um, all right, Richard, I've said it before and I'll say it again, organic web shooters make so much more sense that, to me than the mechanical bionic web shooters, Yeah, and but- I'm so surprised to see that the general preference is for bionic just because it's canon.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's the original way, but yeah, the um, and it's interesting because Rami, I believe, said that the reason it's organic is because it would suspend too much dif- disbelief. Yeah, to, to believe that
1: them. that a I read the quote. It was like it's too much to believe that a high school student from New York in his spare time can create a wonder adhesive. Mm. You know, and on top of that, you're telling me that the radioactive spider just happened to bite the kid who was capable of making that. Well, adhesive? No.
0: So that he, he's already like a super genius and the spider by increases that. So then right. due, because of that, he was like, Oh, I'm good. I should become Spider-Man. Okay. Oh, I should have these. So he invents them because of that. Mm. Spider-Man canon is like one of the smartest characters. Okay. Well, so it's, it's, no, it's no more unbelievable than Tony Stark creating an Iron Man suit.
1: Sure. But okay, moving on then to another thing that I want to talk about with the, the organic versus bionic web shooters, I get that the spider gives Peter other powers. I get that he gets spidey sense, He can he's super strong, and he can walk on walls, but I don't he think any jump. of them are quite as iconic as web slinging. And it seems so silly to me that this means that theoretically someone else could make the web formula. And steal like 75% of the whole allure of Spider-Man's powers.
0: Yeah, there are all, all the other powers seem so like ancillary to the yeah. thing, but also like if if he was supposed to get the powers, if he got the organic web shooters, like why do they come out of his wrists? And I'm why- glad
1: you brought that up because that's literally you did my segue for me. And that one of the things we like to do on the show is point out when someone does a segue, <coughs> as to ruin the segue, including this. Yeah, so that the people are always like, oh, it should come out as butt because that's where a spider. Shoots. Well, I don't think a spider literally shoots out the butt, but it shoots out the yeah, back end,
0: the the thorax.
1: Um, I disagree with this because for a spider's biological makeup, it makes sense for the web to come out that side. But I think because human hands are so intrinsically linked to how we as a species have evolved, you know, we we used tools, and that's why we became Homo sapiens. Um, we would shoot web out of our hands if we had a spider's ability. It's the human equivalent mm. to a spider shooting it out its butt.
0: Yeah, Do you, like I think I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, um, but about how the comics gave him organic web shooters after the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he like gets bitten by another spider or something like that, and then he turns <laughs> into a spider. Um, so he like slowly turns into this giant spider, and then that spider like cracks open, and a clone of Peter comes out, who's the exact same, but now he has organic web shooters.
1: Wow. <laughs> Why didn't they put that in the movies?
0: Yeah, or the um or the plot line where Mary Jane gets cancer because of um Peter's radioactive semen.
1: Mm. Yeah, let's see the the realistic Chernobyl style version <coughs> of, of Spider-Man. Yeah. Do you mind if we move on to Amazing Spider-Man?
0: Well, I'd like to talk more about Peter's semen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's another cool thing actually about the Raimi films is is that the first one is a teenage boy um, starts squirting strange white sticky liquid everywhere. And then the second one is that when he's a little bit older, that teenage boy can't manage to squirt that liquid anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's move on to The Amazing Spider-Man and Richard y'all mind if i be real harsh on the
0: amazing spider-man oh go for it. i fucking hate the amazing spider-man i every we time were, i watch it, i like it less
1: we, yeah that's kind of how i feel as well we, we were quite kind to it in in the original spider-man episode um let's I've I've the, the entire conversation in my episode plan here is just bullet points of things I don't like about the amazing spider-man movies um I don't know I remember you you prefer the second one which is quite the unpopular opinion uh, but I kind of agree <laughs> yeah. so, so it's not unpopular within the two people talking right now yes yeah, a um, at I, audience yeah I don't think it's I don't. I think as a series, like, I don't think the second one saves the series. You
0: know what I mean? No, no, no. no. I think it ruined the series.
1: <laughs> so here are here are things I don't like about the TASM movies, the Amazing yeah. Spider Man movies. Number one, they try to be dark and gritty, but then they also begin with the lizard as the main villain who is so cartoony and so silly yeah. and portrayed in such a, such a cart. Like they don't try to make it vaguely realistic. Like, no,
0: well, I think they do. And that's part of the issue because sure, maybe like yeah. he doesn't look like the lizard from the comics or whatever. He looks like a Goomba from the Super Mario's movie. <laughs> yeah. So it I think, so I weird. think
1: that that was that was my first criticism when i first saw it was like this is supposed to be so grounded and you picked the most ridiculous villain we've seen in spider-man in spider-man films so far
0: yeah
1: um i also think that that this is this, this we'll probably talk about this for a while uh they construct this whole mysterious backstory about peter's parents um and this story this storyline has gone down in history as one of the least cared about subplots in cinema (laughs) right yeah who gives a shit there's that whole scene in the second one where he goes to the train station and he finds the secret lab and learns more about his dad and it's like Oh, I don't yeah.
0: care about any of this. Well, because the story behind that is uh, like the first one was advertised as being like the untold story. Yeah. And it was all going to be about his parents and all this stuff. Um, And then they cut a lot of uh, all of it out and they were like, we're saving it for the second film. And then so we got all this shit in the second film and they were like, and so because they put it in the second film, they had to cut out all the stuff where Shailene Woodley shot all these scenes as MJ in the second film. And they were like, we're saving them for the third. And then mm-hmm. the third never got made.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and so another, moving on to the next thing I don't like about the Tasm movies, the high school students are so fucking old, they're so <laughs> clearly adults, and you can say the same thing about the Raimi films, but at least the high school setting is downplayed and they graduate halfway through the first film.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like they knew, so they were like, "All right, let's get, let's do one big scene in, in, a, in the high school, and then move them out." Because obviously, these are thirty-five-year-old men playing. Yeah, Peter. Um, Harry.
0: <laughs> uh, this is um, also <laughs> um, our second franchise to have an abandoned Shailene Woodley performance. <laughs> true. <laughs> she true. never got to do the Last Divergent movie. Um, um, yeah.
1: yeah yeah uh andrew andrew garfield excels at being a wisecracking spider-man that's one of the nicest things i can say about this series but when he's at high school he's doing this weird impression of a teenager who's trying to be cool or different and he's not doing a good job of a teenager trying to be cool or different but maybe teenagers who are trying to be cool or different don't do good jobs either let's let's role play you be gwen stacy i'll i'll play andrew garfield's uh, Um, peter parker
0: hey hey there peter parker have you got something for me
1: oh have i i got something for you yeah 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 i got i got i got i got got something for you (laughs) i mean no that came out wrong i mean ah, you can't ah i didn't mean it like that i mean i got do you want to we could go maybe later if you're it's ah oh there's a lot of
0: what? 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 Oh, I I I I I I I think the the thing is I I I Yeah. Um
1: so that's what he plays it like. And I yeah. like Andrew Garfield. I feel like these movies kind of tanked his rising fame.
0: Yeah, but, but then <laughs> I also think he's one of those guys that's happier doing indie projects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's another bad thing. Keep listening to bad things, and then we'll go through some good things.
1: Okay. Um, Peter having his name on his camera is such a lazy way for Liz <sighs> to find out who he is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my Liz God. Finds his it's campuses, so Property stupid. of Peter Parker. That's something that was in the first draft of the script with a little note to it saying, obviously, we'll change the this later yeah yeah. like at least maybe he looks at the photos on the camera at least then it's more like absent-minded and he figures out it's peter parker as opposed to anything else um lizard's (laughs) motivation is at both times logical and insane i don't think they do a good enough job of marrying the i want to cure the world motivation with the i have to destroy and kill everyone angle you know it, it doesn't justify one doesn't justify the other um, I've made a pop cult popcorn video about this, but the film tries to do the "they can never be together" doomed love story at the end of the first film, and then they wrap it up before it cuts to credits. The Raimi trilogy, like all of Spider-Man Two, is about Peter working out how he can be with. Yeah, it, the I love watched of the, the
0: films again with that in mind, but all of the Amazing Spider-Man Two is about that as well.
1: That's true, but at least Spider-Man One ends on a Casablancaian
0: cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, but it. I guess um. Uh it's like um the Amazing Spider Man one is like the end of uh Batman v. Superman where it's like, Oh, it's over, but is it? And then they completely abandon that in the second film to have like another way of it being like, <laughs> Oh, it's coming back together. Yeah, yeah. Um And
1: similarly, in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, spoilers, Gwen Stacy dies at the end, uh, and the time between Gwen dying and Peter stepping back up to be Spider-Man, that's got to be less than 10 minutes
0: of screen time. Yeah, I think it's like eight and a half minutes or something. It's
1: a very rushed grieving period, and the happy ending feels very forced. Like, that movie should have ended with Peter giving up being Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, imagine if we got these two movies, they never made a third, and it just ends with him being real depressed and stopping (laughs) being Spider-Man.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it could it'd feel more like an ending
0: um yeah are, are you ready to talk about anything good
1: uh we've got three more bad things okay. and then then i've got things i like cool um jamie fox horribly miscast yeah. uh, gives a terrible performance as max Dillon. there's a scene at the start where he's carrying blueprints walking down new york and he's like excuse me little help here and it's like who are you talking to you're talking to just strangers, aren't like it's so it's yeah. so weird. And I think but I think the main problem is that Jamie Foxx is one of the coolest men alive and he is playing he's trying to play a nerd, and it's a compliment to the actor, I guess, is that he's too cool to play this well, character.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like yeah, the, the amount of makeup and, and shit they have to put him in is just ridiculous. <laughs> but like I, I think I don't think because you need because Max Dillon is you know such a put upon kind of nerd and then Electro is like supposed to be you know quite cool and mm. cool karmically to kind of thing and um Jamie Foxx doesn't doesn't suit either of the interpretations of those characters mm. kind of thing so you need someone that's real comfortable in one that works better on the other you know like Do you if, have you, someone if, in if mind? you cast like a a complete nerd that you know oh shit he's like playing a cool dude mm. now whereas like I, I don't think he, Jamie Fox, even though you they were saying about how cool he is, he doesn't work. It's not the right kind of thing that would that for this electro. Yeah. No, I don't really have a person in mind though. Um, yeah. I was trying to think of one while I was watching it, and I was like, I actually just can't think of a better one. But mm. I mean, like literally anybody. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is so
1: jam-packed full of so much shit, and a lot of it isn't very interesting. Some of it is. Uh, but The The Amazing Spider-Man 2 has got to be one of the most desperate films ever made. Like, it is true. It's like, oh, set up a universe! Let's do it all in one movie! <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you can, you, it's almost like the crea- you can hear the creative... The creative, like, people behind it screeching as they're, like, putting everything into the... Quickly! Put in the... We don't have time! Have no time to explain! Put in the um, origin story about his parents!
0: Or do you know who they should have cast as um, Max Dillon? Who's, who? like, a black actor who's good at playing sort of, like, cool characters and also nerds? Is who? Jaleel White.
1: would <laughs> be cool. Urkel himself. That'd be great. <laughs> um and my last thing that i don't like about this series is that they put gone 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 by philip phillips in the second film and i don't know what it is it's just that was the most popular song at the time yeah
0: there's a um there's a um is it cosmonaut variety hour says like he've that film. he never saw it for ages and then he watched it and it's like his least favorite song of all time
1: yeah this i don't like the song but also just it feels weird to put Ne- never put the biggest song of at that time in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Mm,
0: unless you're trying to make a statement or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's um, unsubtle. Well, also like a, um, he's an American Idol winner, and like not, right. even, and like win long past American Idol's prime. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even he, know that. Yeah, yeah. Now he was season, might have been ten or eleven, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, he, um, yeah, yeah. It's very strange and very jarring. Um can I list one thing that I don't like about the film, which will also segue into things Please. we like. Um the suit in the first film is fucking ugly. It's it's the worst Spider-Man suit we've ever seen. It's them trying right. to do like a dark and gritty reboot of the suit, and it's like it's so Stupid, and it's it's mm. so like wannabe edgy and and just awful. Whereas transitioning to things we like, the Amazing Spider-Man Two suit might be the best on-screen suit we've seen. Yeah, it looks, it's
1: really it's really cute.
0: Yeah, yeah, second suit's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um other things i like about it uh mark webb the director is a master of directing cutesy scenes i think oh yeah my my favorite thing about the amazing spider-man movies is andrew garfield and emma stone being lovey-dovey and i know they were dating and that definitely had it had to do but it's also that
0: they like fell in love on the set you know which makes it even better
1: it's the the love scenes in the amazing spider-man movies are very cute
0: yeah totally
1: um second thing i like about the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Gwen dying at the end of the second film is so brutally tragic.
0: Oh, it's so and good. It
1: genuinely makes the film so much more interesting. It's 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 almost more brutal than than the series, like the benchmark it sets for what for where it's willing to go. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it, the way it hits is like so intense. Cause but also like everyone knew it was coming because all the trailers had her in the the night Gwen Stacy died outfit. And it would have right. been cool if um she, you know, they'd subverted it in some way or something like that. I think a lot of people may were expecting them, sub- them to sub- subvert it. But it's like, it literally just ends with like a crack. yeah, And yeah, then yeah. that's it. And you're like, oh, shit.
1: It's such it's such a undignified and lack of closure kind of yeah. death as well. And then well, they try to give it closure in eight minutes.
0: Really. Yeah. But because, you know, uh, so in this, it's kind of, he she's falling he shoots a web out and it like is this little hand that reaches out to her and mm. it grabs her and she stops with like like right at ground level and smacks her head and, yeah. and kills her in the comics green goblin throws her off a bridge and he catches yeah, yeah. her but the whiplash breaks her neck and that kills her so that's a lot more like um weighs on his conscience because it's like directly because of his actions that she's dead Mm, you know that's a lot um, more brutal yeah whereas like this one's, it's like this one it's like oh she would have fallen to her death anyway mm, right whereas you know yeah. so I think maybe maybe if she'd stopped just before, like if there was some if, even if they could get in some way that's like oh she was about to be safe but the we broke her neck that would, that would be so be, would be fucking fucking <laughs> horrific. horrific for yeah. the sequel. Yeah, and then to, to have to deal with that in a sequel like that's kind of why I'm, I'm I know in a sense, I'm upset that there's not a third film. Like I'm glad we have Peter in the MCU. Like what was it? Like two years after, a year after this one came out. Mm. Um, and um, but I would, I would like to see where they would have gone with it.
1: Yeah, I do too. But. Yeah, and I remember, I've always thought, I wish we only had two Raimi films and I wish we had three Amazing Spider-Man
0: films. Well, they wanted like six fucking Raimi films.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Oh,
0: okay. Um, Ooh, okay. Oh, Ooh, oh, okay.
1: Uh, I really like the scenes in these movies where Peter or Spider-Man saves random people. Um, the kid oh, uh, yeah. who's who's in the burning car in the first film—that was one of the scenes that, that you know how Sony released like an hour of footage before. Yeah, the Spider-Man movie.
0: Two had like I think someone cut it together, and there was like forty minutes of footage you meant
1: the Amazing Spider-Man Two.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And so I'd seen the Peter saves the kid in the car scene from the first film. Before I went to the movie, and it's probably my favorite scene in the movie, which is kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and and also in the second film when um, he walks the kid home
1: that was what i was about to bring up i knew you were and i
0: was like i'm gonna fucking get in before him
1: yeah no i'm glad you did um (laughs) that why is it that 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 the kid yeah so kid's being bullied and he's got the science project and and spider-man scares away the bullies and then walks the kid home that is the best scene in these movies why is that such a you know it's such an incidental moment but it somehow portrays exactly the kind of character you want spider-man to be
0: yeah i mean apart from like Spider Verse and, and kind of the the parts of the MCU one. Um that's Spider Man Amazing Spider Man two probably has the best Spider Man.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> one of the worst movies. Um Yeah. yeah and so yeah, I really, I really like that. Um uh, the first person perspective web-slinging is what these was what the first movie I remember was originally like sold on. It was it was the yeah the, it was oh, the
0: trailer for the first film, even though it's a reskinned um, Mirror's Edge trailer. <laughs> um, it actually is like is watch it really? them side by side. It's literally just yeah. Oh wow! I think they bought the rights to it and just um gave them spider hands. Right.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I, I guess that that was the like. You liked the Raimi movies. Well, what do you think it would feel like to be Spider-Man? But then they didn't really go into it enough. It was basically that sequence and then never again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And my last point for The Amazing Spider-Man, what I like about it is I don't hate these movies. (laughs) <laughs> that's the nicest thing i could say really is
0: yeah what well, like a- again like the f- the first one i would say is like the bad kind of bad where i get bored mm. and it's just like ugh. whereas like the second one it's like even the fact that it's like brighter is like more fun to watch yeah um and th- there's a lot of cool stuff in it and a lot of um like you're not quite there <laughs> sort of stuff yeah like i, I quite like the idea of Uh, Electro being a nerd who like misses his birthday party and, but Spider-Man remembers him. And then Mm. the sort of what makes him evil, like he's, he's doesn't control his powers and everyone's got these guns pointed at him. And then Spider-Man comes in to help him. He remembers him and he's like, oh my God, Spider-Man, we're best friends. But then all the attention turns on Spider-Man and he's like, wait a minute, I was just the center of attention and now Spider-Man is. And like, I, 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 in a way I kind of like pity motivations, like like you you can't have them all the time but it's it's fun when it can be quite fun when a character's motivation is specific to one person but for a real petty reason that yeah. just kind of escalates because now that you're you're antagonizing them everything else is you know comes is in a different light yeah. um but also amazing spider-man 2 there's the whole subplot where he got we talked about before where he goes to the train the subway and finds out about his dad and like that you you could literally just lift that entire subplot out of the movie, mm. and the movie's improved, and nothing will change. Yeah. There was a deleted scene where he goes to visit his dad's grave and then his dad shows up, and I presume that was going to come back in the third one. But the whole thing they they did with it's in the comics, I know, but like with Richard and mary Parker, Richard, yeah, I think Mary, um that like they.
1: They ruin the purity of of Spider Man just being a random kid.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it's it's such a stupid decision. It's one of those like comic book things of like having to make every character like Relevant. important or a yeah, superhero. Yeah. But yeah, whereas like Uncle Ben's were kind of one of the sacred ones that you like can't fuck with because like aunt may has like prequel comics and shit like that um and there was there was talk of an aunt may prequel movie um which we'll get to later on i'm sure but yeah um Mm. the richard and barry parker thing is silly
1: uh so one as you said before one of the most interesting kind of pieces of trivia about the amazing spider-man movies is that shailene woodley was in talks well, it wasn't was more than just in talks to play this version, this universe's version of MJ, and she did actually film um, a small uh, collection of scenes for the second film, which was cut. Uh, according to Andrew Garfield, um, those scenes were in their backyards, and they had two or three scenes with them talking over the fence, um, and there was one. There was going to be one of them riding on a motorcycle together that never got shot. Uh, Mark Webb explained her scenes were cut because he wanted to focus on Peter and Gwen and their relationship. Um, that's a good idea, and adding any more future signposting into Amazing Spider-Man Two would be a woefully poor um, yeah, decision. Yeah, because there's
0: so much like um, Felicity Jones is there yeah. as um, Black, Cat. Black Cat, and yeah, yeah, and the like the 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 Here's the next, what we're planning, yeah. when they like walk through and you see all the Sinister Six.
1: Yeah. Um, all that being said, though, I think Shailene Woodley would have been a fantastic MJ. Oh, totally. Probably, Maybe even the best one. But we'll never know. Who knows? We'll never see. All right, people, let's do this one last time. Richard, <laughs> can you please explain why Spider-Man wasn't in the MCU and then how he ended up there for Spider-Man Homecoming?
0: So... In the 90s, Marvel was going bankrupt, so they sold off a bunch of their the licensing rights to their comic book properties, and uh, one of them was they sold Spider-Man to Sony. So when Marvel decided to sort of become a film studio and make independent movies, uh, they could only make the ones that they had the rights to left. So uh, they didn't have Spider-Man, they didn't have Fantastic Four, they didn't have the X-Men. Those are kind of like the main ones that you'd expect them to be, but not they're not there, and um, then eventually uh, they managed to work out a deal where um, Spider-Man, after you know the Spider, the Amazing Spider-Man two bombing, um, that they could use Spider-Man in like team-up films, and Disney would get the money, and uh, Sony could make solo Spider-Man movies with. MCU characters appearing in them and Sony would get all the money. Uh, But Marvel still kind of like has not like creative control, but oversees the project.
1: Yeah. Cool. Great job. Um, I think we, we, well, people won't get too mad if we somewhat race through, the homecoming conversation considering yeah we already kind of talked about it quite a lot kind of talked about it definitely talked about it on the mcu episode um so the the main thing though is we kind of i don't know if you had this thought but i was like i i need to watch spider-man homecoming as a spider-man movie instead of an mcu
0: movie yeah yeah yeah.
1: um and i definitely think it's more of an mcu movie than a spider-man movie yeah
0: 100 yeah
1: um but the grounded aesthetic of the mcu does mean that we get the first spider-man movie where all the characters actually look like high schoolers and boy is that a fresh breath of fresh air
0: (laughs) yeah and it's also like um the idea of like it's on one hand it's like a shame we never got to see this like accurate representation of high school when Mm -hmm. it's so much more like flesh thompson's gonna beat me up kind of thing and now we get like this is what nerds look like now this is what bullies look like now um but it is, yeah. It's the trade-off is like it's better to have actual high school looking yep. students.
1: Yeah, uh, I also like that we see the web slinging and helping pedestrians from a different perspective. It's the opposite of the Amazing Spider-Man's first-person approach. Like the the, the shot that really struck me when I first saw uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming is during the um that montage where it's like, what's the song that plays? That it plays in the credits as well. Beat Street up that one. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, Blitzkrieg Bob. Blitz, Blitzkrieg Bob. Um, it yeah. plays
1: that, and you see him like from a like vir- like a massive wide shot. You see him sling in it, but he doesn't he doesn't aim the the he doesn't get the angle right, and he like just falls to the ground. And I remember seeing that shot in the theater and being like. I've never seen Spider Man from this perspective before, from like this far away, looking like a small character. And it's funny that the the MCU um, always makes their heroes so big and you know globe like the whole world is aware of them. Because I kind of like the idea, at least at the beginning of Spider Man Homecoming, of Spider Man not being like we like known all around new york more like something that maybe you heard someone talking about behind you at the supermarket aisle you know mm. like he's he's almost like an urban legend as opposed to a massive superhero at the start of the film
0: yeah yeah he's like a um friendly neighborhood spider-man
1: yeah there you go and look i would be bummed that this feels like an mcu film instead of a spider-man film if this was the first spider-man film um you know if we'd never had one and it was like there's gonna be a new spider-man movie and it's like really mcu focused i'd be like that's that's lame but we were like we had the raimi trilogy and we had we saw what it looks like when you try reheat and regurgitate that in that order (laughs) that um yeah you're reheating it in your stomach um that story with amazing spider-man um but that did make me think i wonder if people are bummed when uh like people who are like diehard fans of black panther or doctor strange then get their first movie Mm. and it's mcu entrenched although maybe i feel like spider-man is more mcu focused than a lot of the other solo movies because
0: yeah imagine being bummed that you um got black panther like (laughs) it's not what i wanted it's like an oscar winning like the most successful one of the most successful um can movies and one of the best of all time like, mm. yeah, yeah but whereas i think that's why something like doctor strange is an origin story whereas spider-man homecoming cannot be yeah exactly you know uh any more thoughts on homecoming specifically um i i mean i think i spoke about this on the mcu one but i hope we see some like web slinging because it's like something mm-hmm. i know that they're doing to differentiate themselves from the other ones but we haven't really seen them like web sling yeah sure
1: nice Uh, All right, well, then let's move on, Richard, to Venom. Venom, Venom, Venom. Venom, Venom. They ain't gonna know what hit him.
0: Yep, let's do it.
1: All right, this movie is woefully boring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't think Venom is 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd probably give it a 40. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's... it's but it's very yeah it's very strange movie.
1: Oh, it is so boring. Um you said to me when you started watching it, uh you were like I was not expecting to watch this movie as recently <laughs> <And> after <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. it as I am. Like we saw this movie oh.
0: L- within the like oh no, nah, not six months. Was but it like not eight, six? Nine? It must have been six. No, i was going to say no, it was like uh 8 9 months ago.
1: 9 months ago, damn. And like we did a state of Sony podcast where we talked about yeah, yeah. everything we needed to talk about with Venom, uh, and th- that's another reason why I'm kind of like, why did why did people vote for Spider-Man as the franchise? I feel like we've covered Spider-Man quite quite comprehensively. Um, the only thing I, I really like well, I don't even say I really like about this movie, the, the the diamond in the rough, the the like thing where you go, Oh yeah, they, that that kinda of, could have kinda of been good maybe if they'd focused more on it. I like the Eddie slash venom dynamic. I I, yeah, yeah, I the, really yeah, like great. the concept of someone of a certain type with a demonic alien you know living in their body who talks to them i think all yeah. oh, that's great i think that's fun um i i don't mind tom hardy's performance as eddie brock
0: oh, yeah it's very strange but he it kind of had to, to be yeah yeah he sounds like alma
1: yeah but that's i kind of like that <laughs> at, at risk yeah. of sounding like i like bad things i kind of like that it <laughs> sounds weird uh
0: What else? Okay. Um, Uh, Well, like, okay, one one thing that we should talk about is when this movie was announced and, like, the trailer came out and all the stuff, everyone's like, you can't do a Venom movie without Spider-Man. The the fact that Spider-Man's not in this is not what's wrong with it at all. No, but- Not once did I feel the absence of Spider-Man. No,
1: but I do think the whole- what we see in Spider Man Three, which I'm sure is from the comics, of how Venom is created, is such a cool idea that it's a shame. Right,
0: he he gets his shape and yeah, design. He, he looks Spider-Man, like Spider
1: Man yeah. because he used to be on the suit. That's basically yeah,
0: and because he he normally yeah, in this movie his chest is just blank, but yeah. he in the in the comics and whatnot he has a spider on his chest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't feel Spider Man's absence or anything no. like that.
1: No. Um, I, okay, let's rattle off the bad things about this movie.
0: Okay, um, one, and I'm going to say it because I know it's your favorite thing to say, but, um, that Venom's character arc is introduced and resolved in one sentence. It's
1: so funny, it is, it, it's gotta be one of the, like, one of the, like, worst- character arcs in film history well not yeah. the, the, the the arc itself like if you explained it to me in a sentence isn't bad but the the way it's handled in the movie well, is, it is
0: explained to you in a sentence exactly. in the movie. is
1: it's it's just laughable so like he, he basically says i came to earth because i was gonna destroy all humans but i ended up liking you eddie and now i want to save all humans and he says that at the end of, the, like, towards the start of the last yeah. act, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's nothing about like early in the movie that... and and like Venom himself does not show up in this movie until very late in the, well later in the game than I would have liked, and. Mm you know that's if you'd introduced him at the start you could have had him be more of a a monster and then slowly learns to to love because i feel like the plot of the main plot of the movie happens within one night anyway yeah so, yeah. So he like jumps to the top of a building and he's like it's quite beautiful from up here and it's like that's his character moment that's his resolve that's him changing his arc which we haven't been told about yet um, to be what it is
0: yeah yeah it's um it's quite funny but th- there's also the bit where Ed, uh, venom tells eddie that he's like like you on my home planet i'm quite a loser mm. and it's like i I wish they'd leant into that more because there's the bit that from the trailer that everyone hated where he's like oh, i'm gonna eat your all your legs and arms and then uh you'll just be this armless legless thing rolling down the street like a turd in the wind and then if if when they left venom's like Was that threatening? And Eddie's like, no, that was real lame. (laughs) Like, because it's also the last scene in the movie. But like, yeah, if the movie had ended with Eddie being like, that was real lame. (laughs) Like, it would have fixed the problem of the trailer, but also just like make, because everyone's like, oh, Venom's actually like makes lame jokes in the comics and it's fine. Mm. But yeah, like, lean into the fact that this is a real lame person or parasite symbiote that is try and act cool and failing call me a marvel shill but it needed more
1: undercutting <laughs> it needed more mo- like undercutting serious moments with jokes because yeah. the rest of the movie is so hard going that it's like if you guys aren't gonna tell me that it's bad i'm gonna tell you that it's bad yeah, <laughs> like imagine yeah. if, if when venom was like um you know i actually was gonna kill you guys but now i i quite like humans tom like eddie's like you're telling me this now. This is not. Key, this is not growth, Venom. This is not character yeah. growth for you to delete. <laughs> I had no idea. This means nothing to me. As far yeah. as I've known, you've just been this, you know,
0: uh, armless, legless thing.
1: <laughs> um, and the other big thing that people always talk about when they talk about what's wrong with Venom is that the the villain Riot is just a
0: big grey version of Yeah,
1: big grey version of Venom and they fight in the night. That was a good decision.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I think it is also for budgetary reasons. Mm. Um but yeah, it's Carlton Drake. Uh,
1: yes. That's yeah. that's Riz Ahmed's character's name. I forgot yeah, uh, Riz Ahmed's name the other day.
0: <laughs> and I was like what's his uh, name? I just couldn't remember. Well, isn't there good things about this movie, she Venom's real sexy.
1: Oh, I actually like from a it's it's just a cool moment in the film that Venom gets passed back to Eddie when
0: they make out. Yeah. Does that God make sense? Michelle Williams is trash in this movie? <laughs> Her performance, it's like it's like just don't show up to set. Yeah. if you're not if you're going to be this bad in the movie. Yeah,
1: agreed. It's just a, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty it's so we'll get to this more a bit later. But Venom. The reason we covered it on a Spider-Man episode is that the Venom movie that we got was more or less in production after Spider-Man 3. Um, yeah. So it is in the Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and also
0: the, the, the other um, shitty thing about Venom is it's not even the best Venom movie of 2018. <laughs> like oh, Upgrade. Uh, there was a movie called Upgrade that came out last year. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. It's literally just like a guy, Logan... Um, marshall green um who looks like tom hardy yeah and you, you'd be forgiven for thinking it is him. i
1: thought it was him when i first saw the trailer
0: yeah he uh he gets this like he gets paralyzed and he gets this chip in the back of his neck that um allows, you know can control his body and so there's a it has fight scenes where he's like beating all these dudes off um and but his face is like uh mm. Exactly, like in Venom, and it's it's such a cool movie yeah. as well. The camera working is it was awesome. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's yeah, Venom was just like such a mess. It's I, I am excited for a sequel, though.
1: Are you excited for Sony's universe of Marvel characters?
0: Uh, the sump
1: Suckma. Suckma nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a Sumpk. I but it's funny <laughs> it's funny it's subka d's nuts <laughs> uh my yeah, favorite it's sure
0: the joke i made on the sony podcast
1: my favorite my, my favorite meme i saw the other day was um do you hear tom cruise got ligma Who's Tom Cruise?
0: Leg my balls.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I am. Um, I, so, this what I went. so when the first trailer for this one came out, and it was just like this weird, no hint of the character of Venom being in it. It's just Tom Hardy like going around like, oh, "My name is Eddie Brock. I'm Eddie a reporter." Black. And then um, there was like a couple of shots of him being like, "Oh," and then like shots of cars being like flipped away, which in the movie has like you know the Venom tendrils attacking it and the the top combo on reddit was like fans you can't make a venom movie without um spider-man and then sony makes makes a movie with neither of them
1: (laughs) (laughs) well hey look proving how diverse the spider-man ip can be though uh, we have got one last Spider-Man film to talk about, Richard. And it came out yeah. in the same year as Venom, and as we said before, is the highest rated one on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, we're, of course, talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, so this film was first put on people's radar in the Sony email leak of 2014. Uh, it was revealed that Phil Lord and Chris Miller were working on it. So if you don't know those guys, they're kind of the the captains of... of really fun meta comedies um such yeah, as b- movies that
0: sound like a bad idea yeah and then end up being amazing yeah yeah so
1: 21 jump street lego movie Flighty with a chance of meatballs yeah uh, they nearly did solo and then dropped out or got fired from solo and solo went from being this sounds like a bad idea except chris and chris lord and uh, chris miller and Phil lord are working on it too this movie was a bad idea uh and <laughs> um it sounds like, from what I looked into, it sounds like a lot of what's great and unique about this film comes from them, like the art style and the idea yeah. to set it, to focus on Miles Morales. Because it was
0: written by one of them, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this film is an excellent example of what difference a, com- a producer can make. Yeah. Because Spider-Man seems to be at its worst when it's just Sony uh, producers figuring it out themselves. And it's at its best when someone like Sam Raimi or Kevin Feige or Lord and Miller yeah. step in, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah not Avi Ar- 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 Arad. Or
1: Kath- Kathleen Catherine. There's a, there's a lady. What's her name?
0: Uh boy, She threw a sandwich at um yeah. <laughs> at Feige.
1: Yeah, and she was talking about how Venom might be in the MCU and Kevin Feige was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I don't think so, Tim.
1: Yeah. Um Into the Spider Verse continues. Like having rewatched it, it's just Amy Pascal. Amy, I was thinking of Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, Um, who's the Star Wars lady? Who's pretty good at her job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 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 um Into the Spider-Verse, after re-watching it, I'm just like, man, this is just a candy shop
0: of a movie. It's such a good movie. It's yeah. so
1: good. There is so much to enjoy. And as it coming in at the end of our franchise, like the last Spider-Man movie we're gonna be talking about, it is all the best elements of every other continuity. It has the comic book reality of Raimi, it has the quippy Peter Parker of The Amazing Spider-Man, it has the realistic characters of Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't know what Venom
0: yeah has what to offer.
1: um and also it's it's more i wonder i i feel like that we could very easily get fatigued by this but i wonder if every ip that's as tired and overdone as something like spider-man needs and into the spider verse like we need yeah. a batman movie where it's real meta and they make fun of what and we can't actually we did get that we got the. Yeah, we got lego batman, lego batman movie good point <laughs> um i don't know a star wars one then like a a animated cinema release star wars movie that makes fun of the prequels and you know like, yeah
0: yeah, like um I remember uh, 'cause cause you and I actually saw this movie together. Yeah, we did. Um yeah, which is which is rare for us these days. Mm. But um yeah, you at the end of it you said it's rare to see a movie that makes every single correct creative decision. Mm.
1: Totally. And that's what it feels like, is that everything about it is so enjoyable. You could watch this movie on mute and and fall in love with it. You could watch this movie. Oh
0: the this. animation is fucking beautiful. Yeah,
1: you could watch this movie. Without visual, and just listen to it, and you'd probably have a good time do, do you want to describe the animation in case people haven't seen them do you know much oh about
0: it? it's like um it, it's like a combination of like three d animation and like rotoscoping, yes yeah, kind so, of thing, so
1: it's made to look like old school comic books, so instead of shading, yeah, things are dotted like they they're called yeah. I can't remember what they're called, but they they've got a name um and it's the frame rate is lower the frame it's like what the peanuts movie did.
0: Um, yeah well it's like it's animated on twos yeah yeah so the, a, so the frame rate a few for animation people out there.
1: yeah it makes it look a bit more like it's stop motion as opposed to CGI yeah well
0: it's a bit jerky because and yeah so like things like anime and stop motion even though it's like it's 20 25 24 frames per second uh, there'll only be movement every second frame yeah there you go um, and so but there, there's kind of because I saw it was like one of those breaks down a scene from um, thing is that there's it was the scene of when we meet spider Gwen and she's playing the drums. Like when we, it's like, I'm in a band yep. and the the camera movement is animated on ones and Gwen's animated on twos. Yeah. So it's like, so a frame will be like the camera moves to, to the right and then next frame Gwen moves slightly and then next frame the camera moves then mm. Gwen and and it makes like it feel really, but yeah, the that low frame rate animation, which a lot of people were kind of iffy on when the trailer was first released, that's actually just out of necessity for budget and timing reasons.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks great. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um- yeah, so Lord and Miller wanted the film to feel like you walked inside a comic book, and were excited about telling the, and they were excited about telling the story in a way that live action films couldn't. So you do get, like you see thought bubbles and, and panels and stuff pop yeah, up yeah. on screen in a very fun and, and organic way, as opposed to films that have maybe tried to do something similar in the past and haven't quite utilised it fully Um, it took around a year for two animators to create 10 seconds of footage that reflected the producer's vision the animation work developed from there to 60 animators during production where it became clear that this would not be enough to complete the film on time so the crew was expanded further the number had reached 142 animators by August 2018 and at one point to 177 animators which is the largest animation crew that Sony Pictures Imageworks has ever used for a film
0: And it worked. I mean, they won an Oscar for it.
1: Exactly. And I'm so glad they won the Oscar over Incredibles 2.
0: Yeah. because Incredibles 2 was incredibly disappointing.
1: I wouldn't say it was incredibly disappointing. I enjoyed it. I actually thought it was actually really great, just not quite as good as the first one. Um, Yeah. And, but the, yeah, like... Pixar's always such a shoe-in for Best Animated, and this was the Oscar I cared about most last year. I'm so
0: yeah, sad. because cause it, it tends to, the animation one is, is famous for just voting for the one you've heard of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are your favourite things about this movie? Free, kind of free-fall conversation.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, animation style, obviously. Uh, seeing different uh, iterations of Spider-Man, yeah. especially Spider-Ham, voiced by John Mulaney. That's so like funny. such perfect casting i love john mulaney and that is probably the hardest i've ever laughed (laughs) in my life
1: (laughs) i remember this in the
0: cinema (laughs) it was um there's a bit when so it's every character when they're introduced is like all right let's do this and then it like it slaps a comic of theirs down that goes through like the same beats of what happened to them and then when we meet spider noir uh, penny parker and spider ham at the same time that does theirs all concurrently and so they're like they're all like i was written bitten by a radioactive spider and then but um spider ham's like radioactive pig because <laughs> <laughs> he was so a funny. spider he was a spider uh, yeah. who was bitten he by was a spider that got pig. bitten by a pig yeah <laughs> and um then um so it goes spider noir talks about like how um I can't get through it. he talks about how he's like sometimes i'll let it light a match and let it burn to the intimate to the tips of my fingers just to feel anything anything yeah. and then he cuts to spider ham and he's like i frolic and i dance and i do this with my pants and he like pulls his pants over his head and it was the fucking funniest thing i've ever seen and i was like i just i i couldn't contain the light it was like i had a a symbiote living inside of me, but that symbiote was laughter, Aww. and it just had to come out. And it was like, "Oh my god!" And I, I, I didn't hear the next five minutes of the movie because I was just you were deaf doubled over in like <laughs> tears at that, and it was like. Oh my God. I couldn't believe that that wasn't what everyone was talking about in the movie. It was
1: the, the other so line I really funny. like from Spider Ham is I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. <laughs> it's such yeah. a. That's no how other many times they happen to you, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. My favorite joke, I texted you about this when we watched it. I think I've messaged you because I've seen this movie twice in the last month. Um, yeah,
0: I've it, yeah, I've seen it a few times. Though.
1: And I, I think I've messaged you both times. But right at the end of the film, um, they're having this big battle with um, uh, female Doc Ock and uh wilson fist kingpin while like the hadron collider thing is like opened up all the universes and everything is exploding and going crazy and it's and it's wild and um doc ock is like moving towards the characters there's there's gwen um og spider-man and miles morales spider-man and she's moving towards them, and she's she's like doing her. She's like, yeah, you're I'm gonna, gonna kill you!" She's like, "Gonna about to, you know, deliver her." She's delivering her evil villain monologue at the height of her power, and then just before she gets to them, like because because the alternate dimensions are making bits of New York, alternate New York, fly everywhere. A bus just crashes into her, like, and then it cuts to. I've got to. I apologize for the like inherent problems with describing a joke, but it it bashes into her and. It cuts to the, sh- the three shot of Miles, Peter, and Gwen. And Peter <laughs> puts his hand over his mouth in shock. And then, in the same movement, puts an, a hand on Miles' shoulder. And it's so fucking profoundly funny to see that reaction. Like, it's not enough for him to just put his hand over his mouth. The fact that he puts his hand on Miles' shoulder. <laughs> there was a big earthquake in Christchurch a ne- number of years ago. You've probably heard about it. And. There are a lot of aftershocks. I have heard about yeah. that. There are a lot of aftershocks after, and I remember during one aftershock, I was at this, I was at some place, and there was a guy talking to me. And when the aftershock hit, he put his hand on my shoulder as kind of like a protection, comfort kind of moment, right? And I, when I see Peter do that to Miles, what he's communicating is, oh my god, there was horrific. Miles, are you okay? But it's in like one swift movement, and
0: it's. <laughs> so funny man. also to see that kind of direction and animation yeah. is really funny yeah exactly like it, it's something that a character might instinctive. you know if an actor is like fully in character they might do that mm. but to have the foresight to put that in animation is it makes it even funnier it as well. is
1: such, go and watch that scene if you don't know what i'm talking about it's just it's it, and all of what i've said happens within three seconds you know she <laughs> yeah. gets hit and then it's like <gasps> and he puts his hand on his shoulder and it's just just the 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 it's almost i think part of it as well as it's kind of cute their their like yeah, friendship yeah.
0: is so wholesome. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that looking out for a friend thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, oh they're, they're, they're like 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 we said, there's just so much to love about this film. It's it's hilarious as well, and like mm. and it, it does so many things right. And yeah. all the cast is amazing. I love Brian, Tyree Henry who's like one of the best actors working today. Like, he, he, plays he just Miles pops up in everything. Dad. And he's incredible. He's his, he's his dad. And then also Mahershala Ali, again, one of the best actors working today, yep. is um, plays Uncle Aaron. Jake Johnson, uh, ends one up of being the best the, actors the working
1: today, plays Peter B. Parker. Yeah, one of the
0: worst actors. <laughs> you don't like Jake um, Johnson. Yeah, I like Jake Johnson. He no. was one that I, I wasn't 100% convinced on with the trailers. And then I was like, In the film, I'm I'm still not, like, because Jake Johnson has such a distinctive voice and and I'm quite a fan of New New Girl, so it's, like, you know, hard to separate it from Nick. Mm. Um, But then, like, his character kind of is just supposed to be Nick from New Girl. Um, But if you are ready to move on, there's one thing that I want to um, say that I like about this film, which will segue into another discussion topic, which encompasses everything we've talked about.
1: Uh, I've got one more thing I wanted to say before we move on.
0: Okay. It might be the same thing.
1: No, it's an opinion thing. Okay. It's one of those shitty opinion things. Um, I feel like I have to justify why uh, Into the Spider-Verse doesn't quite dethrone Spider-Man 2 for me. Okay. Because Spider-Man 2, after rewatching them, I'm like, yep, yeah, Spider-Man 2 is still my favorite one. And I think it's because if Into the Spider-Verse has a weakness, I'd say it'd be, it's not necessarily it's story, but it's plotting um because and Mm -hmm. you think about this when people talk about this what they like about this movie they say it's so funny it looks amazing the characters are awesome very rarely does someone go like and the story is so good the story's fine the story serves a purpose and and it's pretty interesting and cool but to me i think a lot of like there's a lot of coincidences in this film like miles stumbles into spider-man and green goblin's fight um his uncle happens to be the prowler uh, he happens to fi- to have a Spider-Man comic, which explains the powers to him. You know, like it's very a lot. Of, there's a lot of convenience, which is very comic booky. So yeah. good on it. Um, but I think the worst moment, or at least the least, I should not want to use the word any negative words. So I'll say like the least developed moment for me is how the other Spider people they they're like Miles, we've got to do this b- without you because you're just not good at using your as controlling your powers um and then they leave and he gets so upset that he's just able to control everything and it doesn't really feel like he learns or goes through anything to that like, He like he doesn't have a level up moment you know he doesn't
0: oh uh, i i think he does what do you think it is that, that, that whole that whole scene and then the what's up danger which is the fucking amazing scene
1: but no but but the what's up danger stuff happens after he's
0: yeah, know. yeah. So I'm saying, but like he, he's his he has a, his dad talks to him, hmm. and he's realizing that like y- you need to get over the fact that you're the the only reason that people that hundreds of millions of people might die right now is because you're too scared, and right. so that's
1: pretty good actually. There's I need to language. get
0: over that. Like it, it, that, that's such a dumb reason. To let millions of people die, right, you know, cool. and then and there's um a great moment as well. So the what's up danger thing when he's it was in the first trailer when he's on the um. It Takes like the leap of faith and they talk about that. that's all it is, the yep. leap of faith. He um he's on the building and he jumps off and some shards of glass come off the building. Yeah. And it's established earlier in the film that it's when he's nervous or scared, he like can't control his power. So he's um attached to the light and he can't let go of it until he calms down. Mm-hmm. And so because the glass comes off, he was still terrified uh... to take that jump. He was still sticking to the glass, but he had to he took that leap of faith anyway.
1: All right, now you've convinced me. Good on you. I just I just <laughs> needed someone to like kind of articulate it, um and like regardless I felt like I needed to bring that up just because people would be like why did you rank Spider Man Two above Into the Spider Verse
0: yeah I mean but- and also yeah I mean I th- I think that's not necessary because there was a few reviews that were like people that were saying Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is the best one need to remember Spider Man Two and it's like I I have always just seen Spider Man One and Two as like a package deal of like really really good movies but I-, I I don't think I've ever seen. We talked about this in the sequel episode that like when I first saw Spider-Man 2, I was just, oh yeah, that's a good sequel. Right.
1: Um, And like, I'm so in love with this movie that I don't want to dwell on its shortcomings
0: really. Well, let's talk about something that's good. If I may move on. Um, So this film has a really good, uh, like sort of single from it um, of Sunflower by Sway Lee and Post Malone. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just six out of eight of these films have, like singles, like a, you know, a music, a, mm-hmm. a a song that's released in conjunction with it. So let us I want to talk about those and rank them if we Venom can. Venom by Eminem so, is the best one. <laughs> so you've got um, Spider-Man 1. Raimi had Hero by Chad Kroger and Josie Scott, which is not my hero by Foo Fighters, and it's also not by Nickelback. Um, a little throwback there. Um, Spider-Man 2 had Vindicated wait, by Wait, no, look, we have to sing them as we go through them.
1: Sorry. So, okay. Hero. So
0: um, Hero, I off you go. I feel that a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. Cool. and then Spider-Man 2 had Vindicator by Dashboard Confessional. Vindicated! I am selfish! I am wrong! I am right! I swear I'm right! I swear I knew it all along! And I am... What's the word? Vindicator! That I am cleaning up so well! Um, da 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 da
1: da. singing me now the things you swear you saw yourself oh, it's so deliciously angsty I, know. <laughs> I love um, that song
0: it would suit the third one better almost so. mm, yeah, um, yeah. and then the third one has like the the, the, like the complete opposite of how well it fits from Vindicated it has um, Signal Fire by uh, Snow Patrol how does that one go which has a beautiful music video um, it's like a kid's play of the first two Spider-Man yes. movies
1: yes yeah, that's yeah. right. How
0: does that song yeah. go? Um,
1: there you are standing right in
0: front of me. I don't I don't think I remember. <laughs> You oh my, Anyway, um, the and then Amazing Spider Man doesn't have one. Amazing Spider Man Two has one called "It's On Again" by Alicia Keys and Kendrick Lamar. I do not know the song at all. No, <laughs> like, um but I was like, oh hey, that has one because it says like, oh, gone, gone, be... "gone,
1: gone, gone." Can't forget that.
0: Yeah, um, and then um, Homecoming doesn't have one. It, like uses Blitzkrieg Bop like a um like a theme song, yeah. but it's not like Blitzkrieg, you know. It, bo- and then uh, we had Venom has Venom by Eminem. That goes, knock, knock, let the devil in. I'm Vaminem.
1: Hey, I'm Eminem. I talk like this. I sing like this. I have a homophobic past that I pretend wasn't serious, but it actually was. And I'm kind of outdated. Venom. 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 Venom, Venom, Venom.
0: Yep. Uh, and then uh, Into the Spider-Verse has Sunflower by po- Swaley and Post Malone.
1: I don't, how does that go? I don't um, think I know it.
0: Neither to say I keep my at my place, baby. a wreck. Ooh, ooh,
1: ooh, I didn't know that was for the film. That's yeah, amazing. no, yeah,
0: it is. Uh, um, You'll be left in the dust unless yeah. it's that by you. Yeah,
1: I don't want to rank these because they each feel indicative of the time the movie came out in.
0: So, like, well, why okay, I, well, then, like, would, you know, we can rank them on like how well do they suit the movie, or like, and yeah, when the movie because, came out. Because,
1: I I don't think I can comfortably say vindicated is the best song of that but it's <laughs> the one I enjoy listening to the most. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, yeah, probably same. But um I think like there's a part of me that's like oh lame that like sunflowers the like cuz I, I love the like rock ones of the Raimi times but it, it suits the the movie so well. It's like believable as a song that Miles would be into yeah. and it's like it has a, it, it's a just a great song as well. Um but yeah, I think they all really suit the songs. And and it's very interesting to me as well that like um Chad Kroger featuring Josie Scott of Saliva and Dashboard Confessional and Chase and um I guess they're going to say Chasing Cars. Um Snow Patrol all feel like they came out in completely different time periods. Yeah. Like um and it's I guess it's just because uh that was kind of that that seven years is like was puberty for me and so not that my puberty was like seven years long i mean i I guess it is isn't it puberty is like ages technically (laughs) but anyway um that like that that's when you change the most as a person really in in your entire life and so even though it was like what two years difference and then three years difference it feels like a lifetime between each of them
1: Mm, totally Agreed. Because
0: I remember the first Spider Man coming out at a time when, like, my parents had to Google if it was, like, okay for me to see. And then I think I just didn't happen to get to the second one at at a point. And then by the time I got to the third one, I was, like, my own person and could just go to the movies.
1: Mm, Nice. Hey, well, while we're on the theme of ranking things, I thought we could play a new game here, Richard. This game's called Who's the Best Who. Okay. So I've compiled every character. In the Spider-Man, the eight Spider-Man <laughs> okay. movies, who's been played by more than one car- more than one actor, okay. and we're going to decide who is the best actor who played that character. Mm-hmm. All right, so original recipe: Peter Parker. So I haven't included Nicolas Cage it or was, um, right? Chris Pine. Actually, I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, just no- normal Peter Parker, like un- un-themed Peter Parker. Yeah, right. And okay. um, we got Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom
0: Holland, Jake Johnson, or Chris Pine. Who's the best one? Um, are we talking just Peter Parker, not Spider Man? We can combine
1: it into one conversation, but you can pick multiple
0: ones. Um, have you got one?
1: I would say Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker. Yeah, and Andrew Garfield is the best Spider Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Tobey Maguire does a really good job of post high school. Peter Parker. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like, he's just so not believable as being in high school. I used to do yeah. really like Chris Pine. I think Chris Chris Pine works for the, um, like Chris Pine and Jake Johnson being alternate versions of like, yeah, what we, when, when something going wrong and and Chris Pine being like the perfect specimen of a human being that he is. Yeah. Sure. And like and being that version of Spider Man because we never really see him as Peter Parker yeah um, yeah and yeah.
1: i like i like jake johnson's character but he's not peter parker as i know him yeah, yeah. to be yeah all right mary jane watson or mj has been played by kirsten dunst zendaya and zoe kravitz uh shane Lynn woodley gets an honorable mention i guess <laughs> she's my favorite <laughs> um yeah i i guess kirsten dunst would be be my favorite um
0: yeah I, we haven't really gotten to like zendaya yet um yeah yeah uh but, I mean, we'll see, I guess, in, in Far From Home. But, yeah. I mean and it'd cause... be
1: such an insult to Kirsten Dunst for her to not be the best MJ. Yeah. no, nah, Kirsten Dunst. She's <laughs> the only one who's had, like, a, an actual go at it. Personally. Yeah, and she's
0: also, like, that, um, you know, that, like, scene in the rain with mm. the Upside Down Kiss was, like, such a sexual, awakening. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. And Zoe Kravitz plays her in Into the Spider-Verse, by the way, just in case. I do,
0: I do love the um, Spider-Verse MJ as well.
1: Uh, Harry Osborne has been played by James Franco and Dane DeHaan. Dean. Dean DeHaan. Who's the best one of those two?
0: Um I was actually thinking about this. I really like Dean DeHaan's um uh Harry, mm. but it's just like ruined in the same movie that it's introduced.
1: Yeah. I'd sa- I'd say it's, i'd put i'd give it a draw because they each fit their each each of their series yeah yeah perfectly.
0: yeah yeah like um and they, they're also yeah they're kind of different interpretations of it like hair um uh Raimi's one or uh, franco's one is like a douchey frat boy who's always had everything whereas mm. like um he's dean is like more of a um prep, a preppy kind of statesman yeah. that's that's yeah. always had everything
1: all right, Norman Osborne slash Green Goblin has been played by Willem Dafoe, Chris Cooper in the Amazing Spider-Man, and Jorma Taconi. Did you know he played yeah, Yorma, him in, Yeah, in, in into into the Spider Verse. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this this goes to Dafoe, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: Jorma is I, I basically only does like yelling sounds in this one. Right. But
1: yeah, um, Doctor Octavia slash Doctor Octopus has been played by Alfred Molina or Catherine Hahn.
0: It's, uh, it's Molina, yeah.
1: But okay, yes melina's great like classic doc Ock, but i love the yeah. the design of katherine Hahn's dr octavia dr. Yeah, she's Olivia great Octavia's. but it's like alfred
0: melina is like one of the best comic book villains
1: for sure for sure i wanted to mention just like i love that the in, into the spider verse the tentacles are made out of like this puffy squishy um L- yeah, like, like a silicon material. material yeah yeah like a silicon thing and it's like oh that's so cool and i love just her character design as, as, as yeah and she doesn't she, look yeah, like a generic her, well, with hair
0: character. up and so she looks like an yeah. octopus
1: yeah she yeah she looks like a yeah that's a good point i didn't even um clicked with that but hmm. it's more just like she's such a specific looking person yeah. you know what i mean so it's not just like yeah. generic and, I do, and i do love female Jennifer character well. she's always great yeah same Um, Eddie Brock or Venom has been played by Topher Grace or Tom Hardy. Now, Uh, this one, one of these needs to win, but which one will it be? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess Tom Hardy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gwen Stacy has been played by Bryce Dallas Howard, Emma Stone, and Hayley Steinfeld.
0: Hayley Steinfeld. Yeah.
1: Yeah, agreed. I I
0: love the Spider-Gwen in that. She's like, oh. She's so beautiful as well, than that. Yeah. Which is fine yeah. to say because she's animated. I'm not ob- yeah. objectifying her. <laughs> she's not real. <laughs> uh,
1: Captain George Stacy has been played by James Cromwell and Dennis Leary. Well, Dennis Leary does way more as the yeah, character.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so Dennis Leary looks a lot like him in the comics.
1: Um, Aaron Davis slash Prowler has been played by Donald Glover and Mahershala Ali, which to me is mind-blowing. I don't know, just that those two, they're both very, like, in-demand actors yeah. playing very different interpretations of the character. Yeah,
0: um, I actually don't really like um Donald Glover's one. I'd love to see him fleshed out more, mm. but... Um,
1: oh, it's, it's easily Mahershala, just because, again, he has more, yeah, he's done more as yeah. the character.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you get to see the the mentor side of him as well, which is cool.
1: Yeah, this this is one that I didn't know until I looked up this the like found the table of of actors yeah. and characters. J. Jonah Jameson has been played by J.K. Simmons and Stan Lee. In yeah, the in the um, post
0: credit scene of. Um amazing uh the into the spider verse which is cool that um his dream all his life apparently was to play J Jonah jameson and then he finally got it it was it was the second film released after his death which is Mm. annoying that venom ruined that (laughs) because (laughs) his first posthumous cameo is in venom but then he has this really poignant one in um into the spider verse which was like came out just a little bit after um but yeah like right at the end he has like one quick line um in the post credit scene with um spider-man 2099
1: yeah so it's a very very cute um very also awesome. however it definitely goes to jk simmons <laughs> yeah
0: because it's again one of the best comic book performances of all time
1: uh flash thompson has been played by joe manganello uh chris Zilker apparently plays him in the amazing spider-man movies i didn't recognize what do you mean apparently
0: <laughs> yeah he he is in them
1: Oh, is he? I didn't recognise him. Yeah, no. Him. Well, oh, no, he, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, quite no, a big tradition. part of it because um, in the yeah, first yeah, yeah. one.
0: and he, um, But yeah, cause I, I picked it up because I recognise him from The Leftovers.
1: Right. Uh, and he, he was also played by Tony Revolori in Homecoming.
0: Uh, what's the best one here? Uh, I actually... Um,
1: I don't have a favourite because I don't think any of them are particularly noteworthy. Not because yeah, they're all I don't know. particularly um,
0: good. I, I do quite like Tony Revolori's, like, not. it's not necessarily his interpretation, but that that interpretation of, like a mm. bully who's still a nerd himself but like yeah. um yeah i i chris zilker's one's quite good because he's he's probably the most fleshed out one in terms of um even though you didn't even pick up on him but like yeah. um that he's because he has this moment where he like tries to um have a moment with peter when uncle ben dies being like mm. look i yeah i, I like I, that I, bit yeah he's he, yeah, like he's like and he's like just look look not today flesh. i, I just Lay off me and he's like trying to apologize or like make peace with him in some way. All
1: right, I'm giving it to Chris Zilka, best best <laughs> Um okay, Kurt connor slash the lizard. We've got Dylan Baker or Reese Iphens. I think Dylan Baker's. Yeah, Dylan <laughs> Baker's
0: cool. I like because he's in all three of them, isn't he? Or like
1: he's in the three Raimi movies. Yeah, uh, he never becomes lizard. Uh, but Reese Iphens just play it's such a weird role. Yeah. Kurt Connors and Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Um Mac Gargan slash the Scorpion has been played by Michael Mando in Homecoming and Joaquin Cosio in uh, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, I, yeah, I
0: like that he actually doesn't speak English in Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. um, uh, Michael Mando is a real good casting. Yeah, he's for, cool. I like him. Like he's he's that perfect like. Um, T V actor who's famous if you watch the show, but if you don't watch Better Call Saul, you probably Well, his watch
0: actually him. his biggest role that that kind of brought him to fame is he's the villain in Far Cry three. He did the motion capture for oh, it. Oh wow. And oh, that was yes, that was how yes, he got actually, um yeah. that's how he got Better Call Saul.
1: Nice. Uh Uncle Ben, Cliff Robertson or Martin Sheen. I think Martin Sheen I'm gonna give it to Martin Sheen. Really? As much as as much as I don't like that movie or Uncle Ben in that movie, he's just it just feels I don't know, Is Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen being a better actor than Cliff Robertson. Yeah,
0: um, but it's, we didn't talk about it, but why does Martin Sheen, like, r- jump for this gun? It's so <laughs> stupid. So, like, someone's running towards you, he trips over, a gun falls out, and Martin Sheen's like, I'll try and stop him. And it's like, just, what are you doing? And then that gets him shot, and it's like...
1: So do you go for Cliff Robertson, then?
0: He just for this stupid decision. I don't All know, right. I mean, Cliff Robertson's just so iconic as... But no, I, I, mine, machine, it kind of has a... Nah, Cliff Robertson, all the way. All
1: right. And Aunt May, probably this to me is the hardest one, <laughs> Aunt May. We've had Rosemary Harris, Sally Field, Marissa Tomei, and Lily Tomlin have all played. Those are all Lily great Tomlin's actresses.
0: Lily Tomlin's great, actually. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I think Sally Field's the worst, 100%. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, I'm going to go Lily I gotta, Tomlin. i got
1: to go Rosemary Harris. I'm going to go Lily for... Tomlin. I gotta go Rosemary House just for I believe there's a hero. Yeah, yeah, it's such she's a wonderful- great, and
0: she she is also like the closest to the comics. But then I, I love that like um, Aunt May in the Homecoming one, how it's like, yeah, like she would probably just be this young. <laughs> like she's not even that; she's <laughs> yeah. like fifty. But she's yeah. just, it's just Marissa Tomei, so she's real hot. All
1: right. And the final, who's the best who? Or should I say, what's the best what? What's the best with great power comes great responsibility? Like, nice. so I was just about to say, the, we even come
0: back to that. We need in,
1: to- in the original uh, film, the original Sam Raimi Spider Man film, it's just straight up with great power comes great responsibility. In The Amazing Spider Man, <laughs> it is the wonderfully ham fisted <laughs> piece of dialogue that is your father by a philosophy, or your father had a philosophy a principle really he believed that if you could do good things for other people you had a moral obligation to do those things that's what's at stake here not choice responsibility um and then in captain america civil war so not in homecoming but sort of the version of it yeah. um peter parker says when you can do the bad things when you sorry when you can do the things that i can but you don't and then the bad things happen they happen because of you
0: yeah um well also i i would i would like to throw into the ring as well uh mm. spider-man homecomings if you're nothing without the suit then you don't deserve it oh very good um and that's who i award the best one and that's actually, yeah it's like, and, and I was like hmm, is that actually the best one i do I, really I like think that one
1: the the original is just so iconic but i do like when you can do the things i i can but you don't then the bad things happen they happen because of you i think that again we're talking about the the styles of each universe that is a fantastic way to make with great power comes great responsibility a realistic line of dialogue that mcu peter parker would say
0: yeah it's um yeah it's it's like the uh, MCU Peter Parker could have been told with great power comes great responsibility mm. and that's his way of understanding that. Yeah. Like that that that's a, what is it for like 15 year old kid retelling that, you know, uh, yeah. but obviously with great power comes great responsibility. It's so iconic, but I do love uh, the way that the, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve it. I think, well, then you shouldn't have it or whatever the line is. Um, fits into the MCU. It's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um all right so let's just let's just race through titles so we talked about this on the last time we did Spider-Man. Alternate titles for Spider-Man 2 included The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man No More and Spider-Man 2 Lives.
0: Two lives, right? two, like, two lives. Spider-Man 2 Lives because it's about him living two lives.
1: Um and we also talked about how Rise of Electro is a pretty weird. Like you yeah. could have picked a hundred. It's not about things. the Rise of Electro. <laughs> yeah, you could have picked a hundred things from from Sp- Amazing Spider-Man Two to give it its subtitle, and Rise of Electro is somehow the one that won. Um, Homecoming's fine. Uh, Venom's fine. Into the Spider-Verse. I think, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the sequels are going to be titled. There was a leak, or it could have been, it probably was fake, but I remember people being like, oh, the name for the Into the Spider-Verse sequel has leaked, and it was called like Beginning of Spider-Geddon, or something yeah, like that. Edge of Spider-Geddon. Edge of Spider-Geddon. Yeah, which and is um, so- a comic
0: thing because there was okay. spider verse was the first big crossover between all the different um canons and then they did spider geddon as well
1: i really like so my my advice to the into the spider verse producers is to make all the titles be combined like making a portmanteau of spider-man in another word yeah i think i think that's the key yeah well, i mean
0: yeah they've got two like spy uh so be like into the spider verse edge of the uh edge of spider geddon and then um What's another like edge or into kind of word? Dawn. Dawn of the spider apocalypse.
1: Yeah, spider apocalypse is great. Uh, All right, Richard, let's ask everyone if they want to be on our podcast. Hey, do you want to
0: be on our podcast? Um,
1: Okay, so I'm going to, this is a segment where we tweet someone who is involved in the franchise and see if they want to be on the podcast. This week, we are tweeting at uh o'keefe artist on twitter his name is patrick o'keefe he is the art director for into the spider verse i have actually messaged him on instagram before he didn't reply so i thought twitter might be a a better (laughs) way to i think he might be following us on instagram i remember there being significant seeing seeing his name or something like that um so i'm tweeting him and saying hey at o'keefe artist we run a movie-based podcast out of new zealand and would love to have you on over skype talking about your work on into the spider verse would you be keen tweeting that now it is tweeted please get in contact patrick o'keefe we'd love to talk to you and finally richard let's continue the franchise um this is where we pitch some sequels but before we do that there have already been a plethora of cancelled and upcoming sequels that I'll quickly race through now. Um, Raimi's Spider-Man 4, 5 and 6 were all at various stages of development before uh, the franchise was rebooted with 4 having obviously the most groundwork laid. Before it was cancelled, Spider-Man 4 would have included Vulture as the main villain played by John Malkovich with Anne Hathaway playing Black Cat and Bruce Campbell appearing as Mysterio for a quick cameo at the start of a montage um, a quick cameo at the start of the movie during a montage of Spider-Man fighting B-list villains such as Mysterio, the Shocker, the Prowler, and Rhino, all of whom it would later appear in Spider-Man films.
0: Yeah, and also like this got like two weeks away from shooting, didn't it? Maybe I, probably. I, I'm pretty sure it got very close to happening.
1: It says that, that I read that there were um, there were four iterations of the script before, and Raimi reportedly mm. like was like, I hate all of these.
0: Yeah, there's there's an interview with Tobey Maguire from, uh, and he's like, yeah, we're shooting in like a month. Wow, there you yeah. go.
1: Um, early versions for what eventually became Venom were planned for both the Raimi and Amazing Spider-Man continuities which is kind of the coolest thing about Venom as a film right is that it survived production hell through two different continuity dissolves yeah. and one reboot it wasn't included in
0: yeah it was one of those movies that when it was announced I was like this is never happening
1: <laughs> um, speaking of the Amazing Spider-Man this series has some very infamous and widely publicised cancelled sequels including a third and fourth film which were rumoured to include Rhino Black Cat and even the return of Gwen Stacy. As Spider mm, um, Gwen. The Amazing Spider dad was going to come back as well. Yep. The Amazing Spider Man also had some spin offs in the works as it scrambled to build a cinematic universe out of one intellectual property. These spin offs included the aforementioned Venom film, a Sinister Six film, an unspecified female driven film, a sequel to the Venom film called Venom Carnage, and there are also rumors of a Black Cat film and, of course, the Aunt May origin story where she was a spy or something. Yeah. There are a few continuations that are already actually happening and currently in progress most notably would be spider-man far from home the homecoming sequel due out in a month or so is it fair to call it a homecoming sequel though i think it's probably more a end game sequel but see how it goes um and i would also expect you know there'll be a third mcu spider-man film
0: following yeah, presumably. Probably yep. Far
1: From Home. Venom 2 is currently scheduled for a 2020 release, and other films planned for Sony's universe of Marvel characters include Morbius the Living Vampire, starring Jared Leto. Which is filmed. Craven, The Hunter, and also a Silver Sable Black Cat movie called Silver and Black. We talked no, about all them. That's
0: cancelled, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. Um, we talked about all of these when we did our uh, What's Up with, the, with Sony Spider-Man movies podcast last year. Um, you would be a fool to think the future sequels stop there though, Richard, because into the Spider-Verse and into the Spider-Verse sequel is in early stages of planning, as we said before, as well as a Spider Gwen led female team up spin-off, which may also see Gwen team up with Silk and the OG Spider Woman. And John Mullaney has also said he'd love to do a Spider-Man Spider Ham solo film which focuses on a Watergate style conspiracy. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, and if you don't want to wait uh, there is a short looney Tune style special feature which focuses on spider ham uh which we we've seen that right yeah 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 and um it's great yeah it's it's, really it's, funny. it's,
0: it's uh, what he was doing immediately before getting sucked into the right dimension
1: yeah uh, and I feel like we should probably we've already kind of mentioned this but the PlayStation 4 game um, yeah just that it's another mainstream spider man continuity and it's existence. fucking amazing it's really good Okay, my continuing the franchise. I want to build a cinematic universe out of the Spider Man, the Spider Verse canon. Because I remember people were always like, oh, how are they going to make a, a cinematic universe out of just Spider Man when Amazing Spider Man was trying to do that? I've never thought that was a particularly bad idea. I think there are yeah. enough Spider Man characters to build a cinematic universe out of them I just didn't want it to be in that continuity Uh, but I love the Spider-Verse continuity and would love to see that canon so if you imagine Into the Spider-Verse is the universe's equivalent of the Avengers or the team-up movie because we haven't really seen a cinematic universe start with the team-up movie which I think is an interesting strategy um, and potentially quite effective because you can just cancel it if it's bad and no one's going to be like they were trying to set up a cinematic universe (laughs) Um, so I reckon, yeah, we start with that and then we split off so we get individual movies for each of the Spider-People uh, before teaming up for a Spider-Verse sequel with more characters and sem- You know, basically do the same thing the MCU do where it's an Avengers yeah. movie and then individual movies. You can do a Spider-Man Noir movie, a Spider-Ham movie, a Penny Parker movie, a Gwen Stacy movie, then you can yeah. introduce other Spider-People.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, That's pretty similar to what I had. Um, I've got two kind of options. One is like just some... I'd love to see an Into the Spider-Verse sequel. That's like priority number one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's plenty of ones you can include in it because um, they've obviously teased 2099, which is to be played by Oscar Isaac if he returns. because yes, that he, was the other one I was going to – Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he, he plays him in, in the sequel. And he also um, has developed some kind of technology which allows you to jump from dementia to dementia. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, you've got like the Scarlet Spider, the original Spider-Woman, um, – Oh, there's like there's so many different Spider-Man in, in the comics and the Spider Monkey, uh, which would be another fun one to bring in. Get Nick yeah. Kroll to voice him. Um, <laughs> okay. And or um, and then also my other thing would be uh, I would love a Spider-Man game that's basically just into the Spider Verse. Like the animation style would work great in a video mm-hmm. game, but like just the Spider-Man PS4 game. Bring in the plot of into the Spider Verse because it already has Miles Morales in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to see because you, you get the different suits and stuff like that, but to actually have it woven into the plot that like you're crossing dimensions and stuff would be really cool.
1: Yeah, and you play as different characters and have different suits. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, like like a, like a GTA Five kind of thing where you can just like swap between the characters and they're all off doing their own things.
1: I just I love the Spider Gwen suit, and I'd love to play. But it'd be mm. weird if you were playing that and still had Peter Parker's voice coming through.
0: Yeah, yeah uh yeah so that's that's kind of my ones uh yeah it's just i I just love spider-man and i I just want to see as much spider-man as possible
1: (laughs) well richard i love spider-man too but you know what i love more than spider-man do
0: you know i love spider-man too but do you know i love more into the spider-verse
1: well do you know what i love more than all of those things what our friendship (laughs) no i'm just kidding uh uh (laughs) franchise roulette (laughs) yeah my my
0: ranking goes into the spider-verse spider-man 2 uh spider-man our friendship the amazing spider-man two,
1: <laughs> franchise roulette um <laughs> yeah so franchise roulette. this is our final segment where we are going to pull up our list of one million franchises and draw a random number from a random number generator and that is going to tell us what franchise we're going to be covering over the next fortnight um richard give us a number bro 80 80 well, are you, can you look for 80, please, yeah, Richard? I can. And before we reveal what it is, I do just want to quickly say, hey, everybody, go like Cole Popshire on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on wherever you follow your podcasts and find us on Twitter and Instagram and all the different places. Uh, and also go join the Little Empire Podcast Pals group on Facebook as well and post a funny meme.
0: Um, all right. Do you... John, me to um, try and get you to guess the franchise. Absolutely. So it is a franchise. It's the trilogy, mm-hmm. I believe. I'll just quickly uh, double check that. while I but it's uh, it'll be the second franchise. It's written by the same person who wrote one of our favorite franchises.
1: Uh, is it written by the guy who wrote Scream? It is. Um, well, I don't think I know what it is. I don't. Well, what's the guy's name?
0: Kevin Williamson. No, he no, wrote no. two big similar movies in the '90s. One was Scream.
1: This um, is it a horror. Yeah. A horror trilogy. Yeah, that uh, involves
0: knowing what someone did last summer.
1: Is it? I know what you did last summer. It is! that's a great tr- uh, uh,
0: franchise to get. Oh, I can't wait to talk about titles.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's got, it's it's the same it's the same um, titling scheme as bring it on and an, uh, Cinderella story
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: because <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I know what you did I still know what you did and I'll always know what you
0: did alright well uh, you've done the plug so we can just end the podcast here
1: well cool Richard yeah. is it, so it's just three yep
0: I would have yeah, thought yep, there yep. were way more nah, um, just this
1: three cool okay we'll tune in next fortnight for uh, that and tune in next week for our conversation about what's the best prequel ooh,
0: Richard ooh a cheeky preaky a cheeky pre a cheeky, cheeky preaky scushy Alrighty, uh, that's all, right, all th- from me. Until next time, keep swinging those with webs. great podcasts.
1: And happy three years. Great. Um, yeah, happy three years, everybody. Thanks you for listening. If you've been listening from the start, four. Four. Go outside.